What's up, Videolanders? I'm your host, Brad Hawkins, and with me tonight is my wingman... Cousin Wayne. ...and half of the Marathon Men... Kyle. And joining us from out of state, the celebrated author of the burgeoning heart of Bambi Bazooms, Matt Wade. What's up, Matt? I'm doing great, man. Where are you calling from tonight? Tonight I'm calling from North Carolina. Thank you guys for being a part of episode number 326... Before we get started, I want to remind everyone that you can find us on adventuresinvideoland.com or on our Facebook at Adventures in Videoland. Kyle, we're critics with attitude. What does that mean? Sure are. Sometimes we say naughty words like fart and butt. Uh, or, you know, cocksucker. Or, you know, cunt. You know, we might throw those out there every once in a while. So, uh, if you have sensitive ears, maybe plug them up and, you know, get the fuck, fuck off. out of here. Yeah. Yeah. And Cousin Wayne, what about spoilers? Uh, if you have not seen these two movies... Why are you listening? What, 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 the, what the... You are not a fucking video lander. <laughs> no shit, right? Jesus Christ, yeah. get, a, get, a, get a geek life. Uh, yeah. If you haven't seen these, uh, fuck off, uh, go watch them, and come back out. <laughs> fuck off, go watch them, and come back. And we'll come, come back. back. Yes, yeah, definitely come back. Oh, yes, please do. <laughs> and if this is your first Versus episode, then welcome to Versus. Versus is our fight club of sorts, where we put two movies against each other and see who comes out the victor. Consider Versus the Thunderdome of movie watching, where two movies enter and only one movie leaves. We use Versus to examine and discuss films we've needed to see or haven't seen in a while. We recognize a genre of director's achievements by forming a list of categories. The various category winners are awarded Golden Idols, and the film with the most Golden Idols wins. Those are the rules. Those are how we do things. Cousin Wayne. It's been a few weeks since you updated us on your weight loss. Your goal was to be down to 262 pounds by tonight. I think that's what he said during our Road to Morocco, Mm -hmm. uh, Road to Utopia episode. So did you meet that goal? Yes, I did. I even beat that goal. I weighed in at 258. Yeah, that's some big ups right there, man. That's awesome. Congrats, man. Thank you. Thank you. Man. So see, it's that easy. It is. Just got stand up, pull your dick out, and get your shit together. That's right. <laughs> so, my dick uh, is out, my shit is together. So your goal is to get down to 220 20. pounds, man. When do you think you can do that by? You think... Like you know, summer? honestly, my my, yeah. my my ultimate goal, and I don't know if I can meet it or not, but I'm going to try, is by my birthday, April 9th. Mm, nice. You'll be a sexy, yeah. sexy bitch on your birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I just want to remind everybody, just because you you know, you know love movies, all right, doesn't mean you have to be... A fat ass like a Cousin Wayne. A fucking fat ass, all right? <laughs> you don't have to be a fucking couch potato. Just because you love movies, right? Let's stay healthy so we can watch live longer, yeah. so we can watch more movies. All right, guys, tonight kicks off our year of the comic book movies. Mm-hmm. All year we'll be breaking down movies like Dick Tracy... Rocketeer, Swamp Thing, History of Violence, <laughs> mm-hmm. Road to Perdition, the MCU. Marvel, yeah, 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 MCU. That starts up marathons. fucking like in a week and yeah. a half. Yeah, we got phase one, watch. phase two, phase Whew. three. God so damn, uh, DC animated. That's one I can't wait to tackle. Uh, Sin City, Three Hundred, The Crow. The list goes on. Mm. It's going to be a fun and exciting year. But tonight, we are starting things off with a bang. Big oh, yeah. word bubble. Mm-hmm. Bang. The, the Titans tonight. It's the battle of the heavyweights. <laughs> Kyle, you call it the uh, the original OGs. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. This is the real BVS. Well, wasn't the, well, technically the this isn't the first Batman movie. No, was, yeah, no. We had Batman sixty six. Sure, yeah. but yes. you know, we, this I think this is you know considered like the, yeah, the DC definitive. OG stuff. Yeah. Like, For yeah. sure, this is Batman eighty nine versus Superman seventy eight. 
Both movies are extremely influential. Superman 78 put comic book movies on the map. And then, what, about 11 years later, Batman 89 set a new standard for the genre. So, were either one of you guys fans of Batman or Superman back in the day? Did you watch Batman, like, 89 in the oh, theater? Uh, no, I didn't watch it in the theater, but when I, it came out, I mean, it was fucking huge. It was everywhere. Everybody was buying up the soundtracks for it and everything. The Prince song just played nonstop. I mean, everybody was just sold on this. Yeah. Yeah, I think 89 and 90 were big years for me because Batman came out and then 1990 was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. You yeah. know, I couldn't wait to go see Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but my family was very conservative. Uh, they went to a, you know, a, a, a Pentecostal church. Remember that, went right? Went to a cult. Yeah, went to a cult. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I, right I, I, wanted to see, you. I wanted to see Batman and Turtles so bad. It was the first movie that I really wanted to see in the theater and I didn't get to see either one. I, I actually watched, I think, Batman Returns, 90, was that 92 maybe? Something like that. I believe so, yeah. Yeah, 92. Yeah, yeah. That was the first movie that I actually you know, watched in the theater. So yeah, these, uh, this is pretty big for me. What about you, man? Yeah. I mean, I was a little young for, you know, when this, when Batman came out in theaters, I was only like two, but like, you know, growing up, like Batman was, you know, my shit, you know, that, that was, you know, I I was, I was, I think I saw returns, uh, you know, when I was young and then Batman and even, you know, forever (laughs) Batman and Robin, you know, uh, and, and Superman was never really my bag. Superman has, Never really been my bag, even even as an adult and going back and like reading stuff. Like I just I'm just not as in tune to that character mm-hmm. as I am with Batman. What was your gateway years probably? Because mine was 89, 90, 91, 92. Because T two was I, I I wanted to see T two so bad. I remember that T um, two was a big movie for me. Where I was like, Mom, come on, you have to let me go. <laughs> you have to right. I remember uh, passing a uh, a drive-in theater, and you could see like you know, just a, an image on the screen. And I knew they were playing Terminator Two because we passed by there earlier that day in T Two. I'm like, just pull over so I could see a glimpse of Terminator Two. So like late '80s, <laughs> early '90s were gateway years for me. You too, right, cousin? Wayne? Actually, my, my first movie I can't remember. I think it was like mid '80s. It was uh, uh, the Neverending Story was the yeah. first thing yeah, I saw yeah. in theater. What yeah. was your gateway years? Uh, you know, it's funny that you mentioned Turtles, because that was probably that, like, big movie that, like, I watched over and over and over 1990, again. 1990, man. Yeah, like, even definitely not kid-appropriate going back and watching it now, but, you know, it's it's definitely uh, the movie that probably stuck out the most, and I, I, I remember seeing in theaters, and, like, I was a huge fucking Turtles kid, yeah. so, yeah. So, Matt, uh, Batman, um, Superman, were you big fans of these movies? Um, gateway years for you, what's going on? Well, I saw the first bad, the Batman 1989 in the theater, and I remember it looking great on the big screen, especially that opening credit sequence with the maze looked just unbelievable. Uh, gateway year for me in terms of actually getting into movies um, big time, I would say probably mid-80s. I think the, the film that I first remember seeing in theater clearly, probably Great Mouse Detective back in 86, um, so yeah, it's, I've been a big movie goer for a long time. Comic book movies, Batman was probably the, it's the first big one for me. I think, um, put my, my family on, on, uh, on blast, right? But I think the first time I, I saw a movie in the theater was Batman Returns, 92. And it was because we were out of town on vacation and the other church going folk wouldn't see us in the theater. <laughs> yeah, so this is a, yeah, a lot of nostalgia tonight, which I tried to separate as, as much as I could. Uh, but Cousin Wayne, how do these two titans stack up against each other? Alrighty, uh, first, uh, Batman, uh, released in 1989, uh, directed by Tim Burton, uh, starring Michael Keaton, Jack Nicholson, Kim Basinger. 
No Johnny Depp? No Johnny Depp. No Johnny Depp and Crazy Hats? hat. Yeah, no. <laughs> we did have Danny Elfman, though. Mm, okay. Uh, IMDb, uh, 7.5. Rotten Tomatoes, 72%. Next, Superman, 1978. Great year, year I was born. Directed by Richard Donner, starring Chris, the late Christopher Reeves, uh, Margot Kidder, and Gene Hackman. Mm-hmm. IMDb rating of 7.3, but of course, Rotten Tomatoes, 94%. 94. So mm-hmm. Superman is the film to beat tonight. They are correct? just on fucking point. I mean, point. Batman's got the IMDb <laughs> score, but you know, uh, Superman's got the Rotten Tomatoes score. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, so which yeah. one do you go with, right? Rotten Tomatoes score. All right, so man, wouldn't it be awesome to see Reeves and Michael Keaton together? And, and well, that's uh, not going to happen now, is it? And Gene Hackman <laughs> and Jack Nicholson in a big like Justice League type movie. That would have been so cool back, back then. then it would have been. Now. been like, but I'm talking like 1990. Oh, that would have been so cool. That was a little yeah. bit past Superman because I think yeah, the last they, Superman they movie was what? They wrapped those up pretty close yeah, to each they, other. They yeah. ran They ran like two through four really yeah. fucking fast. Exactly. Four was, what do you think? It would have like, been like mid 80s, like 85. Yeah, I was going to say because 78 was Superman. Yeah. Probably, yeah, probably 85. 86, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because so that, that wouldn't too... be too much. I think like 1990 would have been the perfect, like, fucking Justice League movie and adding like Gene Hackman and ja- Jack Nicholson. Before Zack Snyder. Oh, Tom before... Cruise is the Green Lantern. <laughs> <laughs> we still might get that. I know, that's what I'm saying for. He, Are you serious? Because he's into Scientology yeah. and he looks fucking great. <laughs> yeah. So, guys, we have some tough decisions tonight, man. Tim Burton. <coughs> Tim Burton or Richard Donner, Michael Keaton or Christopher Christopher Reeves, Gene Hackman or Jack Nicholson, man. I'm at anxious. I'm anxious to see who will emerge as too. the world's finest. Mm-hmm. All right. So Cousin Wayne, start us off. The best location goes to. Uh, there was a lot of choices on this one. Uh, you know, there's a few obvious ones. But uh, just, just as a runner-up, I wanted to give the uh, the chemical company in Batman. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that to me was just a, a great place for, for a battle scene, all the chemicals going around and... A lot of dangers, but I gave my award to uh, Superman, Lex Luthor's lair. Mm, nice. I mean, that's the ultimate fucking man cave. <laughs> it is. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, you're deep underground. You got a giant fucking pool. I mean, you, you've just got the setup. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, uh, for me, I mean, you you could break this down. You know, do you go Batcave or Fortress of Solitude? Mm-hmm. Do you go, you know, uh, Lex Luthor's lair? Do you go to, to Joker's Tower? I wanted to just go big. Do I want Gotham mm. or Metropolis? Ooh. And for me, Metropolis is just, it's just New York. You even see yeah. the fucking Statue of Liberty in the fucking background in shots. Like, but Gotham is different. It's it's dark, it's gritty, it's industrial, mm. it's, it breathes, like, it, it lends itself to the characters, where Metropolis yeah, is just kind of there, you know, <laughs> like, but, but Gotham is this fully realized area, and there's, you know, dark cavernous hallways and trains, and like, every... Everything is is different and and breathes. So I'm going with Gotham. Yeah, Metropolis just seemed kind of generic. Yeah. It... So Matt, where are you going? I am going with the Fortress of Solitude in Superman. Nice. It's just a badass location. It's made of crystals, but it's, because of that, it looks like it fits in really well in the Frozen North. Um, it just has also this interesting tone between. Being uh, a calm, like tranquil place, and also just imposing, uh, which is which makes sense because it's, it's not only a place where Superman goes just to chill, but also to connect to his dead father. So it's, I mean, not to mention the fact that every iteration of that since has been based on the film version. Uh, Fortress of Solitude looks like it does um, in the Superman seventy eight. 
you look at Smallville, you look at Man of Steel, it set the templates for that, and it's just a great location. So I'm going there. Great pick. Um, that's actually a runner-up yeah. for me, is uh, the Fortress of Solitude. Yeah. I'm going mm-hmm. Superman 78, and I'm going Lex Luthor's Park Avenue Lair. Yes! Oh. That's my blood. <laughs> if I if I hit the lottery, that is what the studio is going to look like. That's oh, gonna, hell yeah. That's going to be the new Dragon's <laughs> oh, yeah. Lair, but uh, it's an underground train station. It has a pool. It even has like this Caribbean island section. Full library. Full bar. Full bar. (laughs) Full library. It is badass. It might be the coolest villain hideout ever. Oh, and a big kitty bitch. Dude, I think it puts all the evil layers from the James Bond movies to shame. It kind of does. Dude, I think it's that badass, man. Um, It's sophisticated. It's classy. um, It's got some feng shui. Perfect hideout for a criminal mastermind trying to plan the crime of the century. I'm going Superman 78. All right. Um, oh, yeah, I want to give some love to the Kent family farm. You know, like, uh, especially that one shot where they're standing out in the uh, the field, and you look behind them, and you have the um, the barn, and you have the, the house. See, to me, that was just generic. It's just a, a farm. I mean, I don't know. Not, but maybe, not maybe it's the cinematography, maybe it's the cinematography yeah, no, 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 no. there, but I think um, the, the barn and the farmhouse just sets up this this perfect image of America, you know, that, that, uh, that Clark yeah, grows kind of up. small in. town. Exactly, you know. small town. I got you. The vibe. So uh, that's a, another runner-up for me. That, that takes us to best character. Uh, I went with Batman the Joker. Mm, nice. and, and, oh, God. What, just what a fucking psychopath. I loved that character. I mean, even before he... You know, fell into the vat and turned into the Joker. This guy's fucking just nuts. a cool thug. I, yeah, he was. I mean, just was very cool, very confident, and he could back that shit up. Yeah. He wasn't just all mouth. I, I loved him. Uh, I actually have a tie here, and I think that this year when I do character, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep the our you know our protagonist and our antagonist completely out of this category. Mm-hmm. So I'm going with these lower level characters and. Even though he's got a small part in Superman, General Zod makes a big fucking impression in the small amount of screen time that yeah. he actually has. But it is uh, best character, so that's the overall best character right, in this In there, because you, you do get so much out of that General Zod character, oh. and we're not even going into Superman 2 where he actually becomes like fully fledged, but like you get these little glimpses of a beautiful fucking character and just that, that small little scene that you get out of him. Um, and from Batman, I'm going with Alfred. Because Alfred is such this, like, really fucking cool character. He doesn't have a lot of lines, but he's in a lot of scenes. And he does this beautiful stuff where, like, he's overly anticipatory of what Bruce Wayne needs. Like, you yeah, know, you I see like him, you see him like, making a drink, and then, like, ten seconds later, he's like, hey, I need a drink. And he's handing him the drink before he even fucking finishes the sentence. Like, I could use a drink of water. He's right there. <laughs> he knows everything. He knows the, the characters that are, you know, in the mansion at all times. Like, he's just... He's just this beautifully smart individual that is very anticipatory of his his master's needs. Doesn't Bruce even so say t- I couldn't find tie them? I did a tie, yes. Okay. You know people on the website are going to see best character Alfred and... And they should fucking watch the movies and realize that that's true. But, but best <laughs> overall character? That's yeah. how you're doing it? This, but, the, but he's not the best character. To me, he is. He, you think he's the best character? I'm, I'm cutting out protagonist and antagonist because I, I think it's okay. just too easy to give... Double points in those areas, so I just want to cut out the the main people. That's what we got wild cards for, man. Matt, what do you think about that? Is, is Alfred the best character in these movies? Where'd you go? I went with Bruce Wayne, Batman, and Batman, and I say Bruce Wayne slash Batman because they're pretty much the same in this movie. Um, it's really tough to tell where Bruce Wayne begins and Batman ends, just because there's not a whole lot of differentiation. When you see Bruce Wayne, you go often brooding, thinking. He's not exactly sure what to do like in his relationship with Vicky Vale. He's not sure whether or not he wants to move forward with that because 
he has all this trauma from his past and that defines him. His parents' murder really does kind of, I mean, it's set him on the path of being Batman and that kind of dominates his character throughout this film because he is confronting uh, the Joker who in this version uh, killed uh, Bruce Wayne's parents. So there's that interesting duality that isn't quite a duality um, just because uh, it's really tough to tell who's um, the real uh, persona. And, yeah, I think uh, Michael Keaton even handles that pretty well. Filmmakers present it being um, very interesting and uh, keeping engaged with wondering about, like, is he really as psychotic as people think he is? Or if he can just chalk it down to really being fucked up as a kid uh, by seeing his parents die. So that's why I'm giving him my best character. You want to go nuts? Let's get nuts. Let's get yeah, nuts. Let's go nuts. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm using my first tie of the night. I'm not going Alfred, Kyle. Uh, my <laughs> My best character. Um, so based off these two movies, I think that Superman and the Joker are the two best characters. Christopher Reeves is my Superman. I think this version of the character embodies truth, justice, and the American way. I think this Superman is sincere. He's hopeful. He's confident. This version, I think, is what the DCU is missing the DCEU. And uh, the other side of that coin is the Joker, man. I'm a big Batman fan, like everyone else probably at this table. I love Michael Keaton, but Batman 89, to me, is the Joker show. And I'm cool with that. Yeah, um, and Jack Nicholson kills as the Joker, man. His performance is perfect, completely unhinged. You never know what he's capable of. I can't take my eyes off the Joker when he's on the big screen, man. He's uh, He has the best quotes, the best scenes. Man, I had to go with a tie. Two iconic characters brought to life by two amazing actors. I'm going Superman and Joker for best characters. Cousin Wayne, that takes us to best screen duo. Uh, I went with Superman, uh, Kent and Lois. And it's just funny watching those two on the screen and knowing what she doesn't. You know what I mean, like like, and, and him knowing what she doesn't too, and it's and it's fun to watch that the little things she says, and he's like, oh well, I'll you know, well maybe Superman will show up tonight, and stuff. I mean, <laughs> I, I I do I just love watching that that inter. It's almost like Superman's. The, I mean, well literally, they're in a room with them, <laughs> you know. But it, it is. It's almost like I'm in on the secret too, and and I feel that when oh. I watch those guys on the screen, I enjoy that. Um, I'm also going Superman, but I'm going with an actual good duo, and that's Lex oh. and Otis. <laughs> uh, Lex and Otis. Oh, have you that, gave the wrong answer. Yeah, no, Lex okay, and Otis okay. almost have that Batman and Alfred sort of relationship. Yeah, they, 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 do. they do have this, but it's except Otis, Otis is, fucks it up. But Otis is, is the fuck up. Like he does the exact opposite of what Lex wants every time. Um, and there's there's just a beautiful chemistry between uh, Gene Hackman and Ned Beatty in, in all the scenes that they share. And I know it's not so much about the acting, but but about the characters that are on the screen. And uh, they're just they're fully fledged. It's it's one guy's the I'm you know we'll get to quotes later, but you know War and Peace versus you know uh, a, a packet of gum, and that's yeah. that's what these two polar opposites are, and, and how they have to like work together to make shit work. Matt, where are you going for best duo? I am going with Superman and Lois Lane and Superman. Uh, they have very good chemistry with each other. Um, it's clearly they're both in love with each other. And uh, they just have a nice witty banter, um, oftentimes a suggestive banter as well. They're clearly into each other. Um, Superman is always there for Lois. Lois is always getting in trouble, but, you know, Superman's okay with it. And, uh, yeah, they just, um, a great 
all, classic all-time romantic couple in this film. They just play off each other really well in all their scenes, so that's where I'm going for best duo. Awesome. Behind every great hero is a great woman. I'm using this category uh-huh. to celebrate best love interest. I'm going Superman and Lois Lane. I think on the surface, you know, um, I think Lois comes off kind of bitchy. Yeah, she well, she comes <laughs> off like the cheerleader that just wants to fuck the high school quarterback. <laughs> okay, I always thought she kind of came off as an idiot. But you, well, she, that too. But she, start, she can't fucking yeah. spell. She's a journalist. Like, yeah, we'll get we'll God. get we'll we'll definitely get the feeling that she could suck a golf ball through a garden hose. Oh yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that. But you start peeling that onion. And I think underneath that hard and stubborn working girl skin, I think there's just gentle and sincere character. You see flashes of it. I think the characters have some great scenes together. I enjoy their their screwball romance. Like you gave your uh, your award to Otis, you know, mm-hmm. and to Lex Luthor, and they have a screwball thing going on. And, and I actually like the the screwball romance. Um, I think their relationship really anchors Superman seventy eight. I think Christopher Reeves and Margot Kidder are fantastic. So I'm going Superman seventy eight. That was I. That's really shocking to me. I thought they were fucking boring on screen. Really? I, I don't like them together whatsoever. But if you have to go I was just kinda like, eh. between a love interest, you go them two or if you go um Kim Basinger. I don't like uh, Vicky that, Bell, that much either. Yeah, and Michael Keaton. All she does yeah. is scream the whole fucking movie. Right. You know? Uh, <laughs> and that was back in the day when she looked good though. I'll give her that. Yeah. <laughs> Some runner ups, man. Like I love Batman and Joker, but they're you know, like comic wise, they're yin and yang, man. They're they're oh, fantastic. Yeah. They complete each other. They didn't have too much screen time, you know, in, in Batman eighty nine is again it's pretty much the Joker movie. Superman and Lex, I love when they're on screen. You know, not a whole lot of screen time there either. But uh that takes us to our next category, which is Best Villain Antagonist. Where are you going? This was the easiest fucking award ever. <laughs> uh, I went with the Joker. I mean, you just don't get much better than that. You know, he's not really in this for the money. He just wants to fuck shit up. That's it. That's his one mission. You know, he doesn't really say much about money. You know, he's kind of, kind of power hungry, but he he just wants... He's just an anarchist. Yeah, yeah, he just wants chaos. He, he doesn't give a shit about anything else. He'll, you know, just run over anything in his way. He mutilates people for art. I mean, he's just a complete psychopath and a perfect villain. Yeah, uh, I'm right there with you. Joker is is way more sinister and and evil and and than a fucking you know, real has, estate has scam. Pe- <laughs> and has people killed and stuff. And I and I know that Lex, you know, is sending you know a nuclear bomb to both ends of the earth, but like or both ends of the U.S. But it's it's not that great of a plan to to kill a bunch of people. It, it's he just seems like he's just a, a sit and wait guy and a Joker, even though it's. It's chaos. He's a man of action, and mm-hmm. he's manipulative to an entire fucking city. And he, there's just there's just so much more like villainry and and hatred behind the J- the Joker than there is Lex Luthor. And I want to say something about Lex Luthor. The guy is a fucking moron. I mean, seriously, you're, <laughs> you you want to use this for real estate for people to live, and you're gonna nuke it. How long is the fucking fallout gonna be on that? <laughs> you know, that's gonna bring down the goddamn value a little. And, and he, he's the world's mastermind criminal. Yeah. Get the fuck you know, his, out of here! His uh, plan is so far fetched and crazy. I actually love it, but not. Uh, it, 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 it's so crazy. It's so it's so. There's so movie. many it makes loopholes. more sense than the fix of it. <laughs> it's just, I, I just, yeah, I'm definitely going one way on this movie. <laughs> I am going with the Joker in Batman as my best villain slash antagonist. <laughs> Like you already said, he's like totally unhinged. Um, he seems to be really insane, but he still manages to come up with a really rather brilliant plan mm-hmm. to poison everyone in Gotham City, first through the chemicals and the beauty products, and then just gassing everybody at the parade. Love that, Joker. And, yeah, <laughs> he's 
charismatic. He comes across as an arrogant, sophisticate. Um, so people don't really know exactly what his mindset is at any moment. He can act nuts at any moment, but he can also just be this level-headed, uh, thoughtful villain who seems like, yeah, he can easily take over um, for like all of the Gotham's gangs. And you can say, okay, maybe this guy should be. Uh, he's He's hoping that he could kill anyone at any moment. So, yeah, and just, I mean, just leaving aside for the fact that he is one of the best villains in all of fiction, in this movie, he's just, uh, he's just on all the time and uh, just seemingly dangerous throughout the entire movie and just, like, really one of the ultimate villains. So that's where I'm going for my best villain. Nice. Best villain. So... Look, it's like Lex Luthor definitely kills more people, all right? But, uh, I mean, that's pretty heinous shit what he's pulling off, but most heinous doesn't equal best villain, not yeah. all not all the time. Mm-hmm. And so for me as a viewer, I think the Joker's theatrics edge out Lex Luthor's apocalyptic plan. You know, I'm giving the Joker best villain purely on entertainment value. I think he's the perfect blend of Caesar, Caesar Romero and Heath Ledger. Yeah. He's violent, he's unpredictable, pure chaos, I think he's one of the greatest comic book villains of all time, in my opinion, played by one of our greatest actors. Oh, without a doubt. Um, gold standard for villains, and I might say gold standard at least three, four, five more times tonight, but I think uh, this Joker, Jack Nicholson's portrayal of the Joker, is gold standard. So that's Perfectly where said. that's where I'm going. That takes us to best hero protagonist, Cousin Wayne. Uh, I'm gonna go, I went with a Superman and Superman. You know, uh, you're gonna see later on in my awards. I definitely went one way, but to me, Superman, uh, he he is the, the the picture of the good guy. You know, he's uh, he's not out for vengeance like like Batman kind of seems to be. He's got his issues. I love Batman. Don't get me wrong. I'm not putting him down, but he's doing this because he feels like he has to. There, there's you know, he's he's on his own little mission. Whereas Superman, you know, he seems to realize, you know, I am the only person on this planet with these you know, pretty much godlike powers. And I'm going to use that to help. I'm going to do good for people. And to me, that that's a hero. You know what I mean? He's not scared. Um, he, you know, he knew he, he was walking into a trap with, with Lex Luthor and stuff. But he did it anyway. Just because he, he it was the right thing to do. And that, that's a true hero. Uh, I'm, I'm going Batman. Uh, because not only do I find Superman just overpowered and, and boring, but... His, when he goes backwards and spins the earth the other direction, he does it to save one person. <laughs> well, all those people that he saved the first time through are now fucking dead because he didn't save them. He had to save her mother and Hackensack, Kyle. So he kills a lot of fucking, like, just innocent children for no fucking reason. So how is that the best hero? Batman's, like, killing bad guys. That's good. That's a good thing. That's heroic. Letting children on a bus fall off the fucking Golden Gate Bridge ain't no fucking hero but he, he to me. Does but he does reverse time. Back. He, he does reverse He doesn't go back far enough. No? No, because the earth is still fucking split, which means that fucking bridge is still falling. <laughs> Well, nope. he doesn't. He, he doesn't. He could have went back he further, know but he's too fucking stupid. To well, be. he cut down on the surplus population. <laughs> yeah, he's a regular Thanos, Kyle. <laughs> Saying half the people. Do you, you think Thanos was the hero of Infinity War? Well, that that could be debated. <laughs> I, I see his point. <laughs> I'm not saying he's Hitler right. Hitler had a few good ideas, guys. <laughs> all right, Matt, where are you going? Well, all that said, I'm still going with Superman and Superman. He's just he is the blue boy scout. Um, Especially in this movie, he's 
honest, true or false, but he's still honest. He's uh, just a nice guy, decent, tries to save everyone when he can. And uh, I, I want to bring up this uh, scene at the end of the movie that I think does a really good job of showing what kind of hero he is when he's dropping off Lex Luthor and Otis at the prison and the warden says, thank you, Superman. We couldn't have done it without you. And then he said, but Superman says, no, thank you. We're all in this together. We're all on the same team. So he's really selfless. He uh, doesn't, he only uses his powers as much as he needs to, um, to capture the bad guys. He never seen punching anyone out just because he knows he doesn't need to. Uh, so I don't think he's uh, overpowered. He uses his powers like that much in that sense. Beer spinning, okay. I'm going to just agree to disagree with whether or not he manages to save everyone they did the first time. I'm saying hopefully he manages to save, like, uh, most of the people. But, uh, yeah, he's just, like, probably just the most, uh, you know, selfless and also just the most heroic in the sense of um, just uh, pure-hearted and um, doing the right thing. So that's why I'm giving my best hero. Right on. I'm right there with you. I'm going with Flying Jesus. <laughs> right. I'm going with Flying Jesus, and uh, you know, to your point, Kyle. Like, um, I absolutely hate that last. That is a scene. good point. I yeah. fucking hate it. It ruins. It's, it's one of the worst, like, comic but like, it ruins the I'd third act watch, for me. I'd rather fucking, watch the other BVS than it like, ruins the third uh, act for me, man. But up, go that far. but up to that point, you know, like uh, you said it, Matt. I think he's selfless, man. So anyway, I'm going Superman seventy eight. Gotcha. He's exactly what I want my hero to be. I mean, he helps those who can't help themselves. He stands for everything that is good. I mean, truth, justice, and the American way. He never lies. Um, and fuck, he saves everyone in this movie except for that dog shit ending. Um, <laughs> up to that point. Doesn't destroy Metropolis. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he saves the president. He saves a train full of people, a bus full of kids. He rescues Jimmy Olsen. Um, he rescues Lois Lane multiple times. Rescues cats from trees. <laughs> all right, uh -huh. He stops all sorts of random scum. Takes down the criminal mastermind Lex Luthor. I mean, this Superman, I think, is the gold standard for heroes. I mean, he's he's what I want from a hero. I think that's it's what DCEU is missing at this point. Um, they, they don't have that spirit, that selflessness, this the sincerity of Superman. And uh, I, I think he's the gold standard for, for heroes. So that takes us to best kill, Cousin Wayne. Where are you uh, going? I went with Batman. Uh, Joker falling from the cathedral. Oh, God, just what a beautiful shot. I mean, just... Mm -hmm. You know, from that, you know, the hanging onto the helicopter. I mean, it's so tense. Yeah. To you know, and, and he's got that that huge uh, chunk of the gargoyle. I think swinging from yeah. his ankle, the fall, and, the, and then just he's like smiling. And then when he he, he hits the curtain, which he should have just splattered into a thousand pieces. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, you know, he's like, then you hear that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's almost like yeah, he may be dead, but evil's going to continue on. What's next? You know what I mean? Somebody's yeah, yeah. going to replace him. Yeah. But I love that kill and yeah. that's just wonderful I'll tell you what though I do like I, I like that kill I really do and actually when I was watching it I actually felt like you know Joker slipping on each mm -hmm. rung mm -hmm. you know and I'm like oh fuck you know and I knew he's, what was going to happen go. he's going to go um, but you know we did give shit to time reversal that fucking that golem how much do you think that fucker weighed a thousand <laughs> oh, pounds yeah. like the moment it wrapped around his like he's gone oh yeah <laughs> I'm a pretty big guy uh, and I would have 
dropped. Yeah, he would have dropped like a bad <laughs> habit. But I, I do like it, and I did feel him going down each run. I would have so, dropped like enough. a joker. <laughs> <laughs> dropped like a joker. You will after the episode. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Kyle, where are you going for best kill? Uh, well, it, it's hard to go Superman with this because he doesn't even fight anybody in that fucking movie. So I guess Batman wins by default, and I just chose uh, when he initially meets off with Jack and uh, throws him into the Smile X. It's a, it's a not like it's 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 a good chase scene, like Batman popping up mm. in the shadows everywhere, and and there's like gunfire going all around, and Jack setting off little trips and shit, and like sending steam everywhere, and then he finally just gets the best of him, tosses him down to the Smile X, and really gets our movie started. Where you going, Matt? For my best kill or defeat, I went with the Joy Buzzer kill, and Batman is oh, yeah. it's a sick kill. It's intense, and it's somehow a little bit stylish as well. Um, the Joker is just uh, really into the kill. Is like <laughs> he's singing it's sadistic, but I guess you have to give him credit for being that committed to it. <laughs> and he's freaking out everyone who's around him, and they're just saying, "What the fuck is going on here?" <laughs> and uh, yeah, even after he kills the guy, he's still like banders with him. He's still cracking jokes. So it's uh, one of the more memorable kills in Batman. So I have to give it best kill. That's a great answer. Nice. Yeah. Uh, looks like we're all different here. I'm going with Batman '89, and I'm going with the Joker killing mob boss Carl Grissom. Nice. Um, it's oh, such the, a. The, the, uh, oh, oh yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. yeah Shotgun with a buzzer. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a great scene. It's no, Joker. It was no, no, yeah. Sorry, yeah. Joker emerges from the shadows. It's the first time that we see him since Batman dropped him into the the vat of chemicals. Mm-hmm. He then comes in well, out of the shadows. Yeah, his face. Yeah, his face. And then uh, yeah. so he emerges. He fires bullet after bullet, trick shot after trick shot into Grissom's body. And then he dances around to this crazy yeah. circus music. <laughs> like, woo-hoo-hoo. Yeah, yeah that's, it's fucking awesome, especially for an intro to uh-huh. to the Joker, right? And then he sits at, at Grissom's desk and he goes, wait till they get a load of me. Mm. You know, it's so fucking awesome. It's a great intro for the Joker. It's a crazy moment. And it sets up just how unhinged the Joker really is. Mm-hmm. After that, all bets are off. This guy's un- fucking unpredictable. He's chaos. I love that scene. Right, and, and people always talk about, you know, Batman doesn't kill anybody, but no, Shit. Batman kills oh, some yeah, motherfuckers in this movie. He's so a I, goddamn serial uh, killer compared uh, to Ben Affleck. Where this shit comes from, Batman kills a lot of motherfuckers up in this yeah. movie. He, he's the Jeffrey Dahmer of the Batman. <laughs> <laughs> that takes us to our next category, which is what the fuck. What so the let's, fuck? Do, let's do one at a time. All right, go around, because uh, I actually have a record... Number of what the fucks for Superman. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, so give me one. What was one of your what the fucks? Uh, one of my what the fucks is after Krypton explodes and, and we see, uh, uh, you know, baby uh, baby Clark flying through space. <laughs> we, we come across, you know, General Zod and his crew in the little, you know, flying trapezoid. The and Listerine strip? Yeah, the Listerine strip. <laughs> nice. Very nice. <laughs> and they're banging on it as it goes by. Help us! It just kind of like, hey, baby, stop! It just... <laughs> That was, I mean, I'm like, really? Like, this baby's going to go, oh, okay, and we turn around and get you. That's awesome. It just, oh, fuck. Kyle, give me a what the fuck. Uh, baby Superman penis. <laughs> <laughs> right? He Dude, wasn't a baby. Uh, he was a toddler, yeah. toddler, toddler Superman no, penis. No, funny, funny story here. This fucker texts me um, a few hours before I show up. He's like, hey, you, you've got the Superman movie. I'm like, yeah, I was yeah. at work, so I needed an answer. <laughs> He's like, see if you can see Superman, baby Superman's penis. <laughs> So, like, you know, I think when he says baby Superman, I'm thinking when he was a baby and he's talking to Jarell and shit. And I'm, like, zooming in. 
And Sarah walks in. I'm like, What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> said, I'm trying to see this baby's dick. <laughs> and she, she's, God love her. She's giving me five She goes, I think that's his leg. And I'm like, No, I think that's part of his dick. And as we're talking, the movie's going on. And then that's when we see, uh, you know, the Kents first come to him and he stands up. I'm like, That's what he was talking about. That's, that's the baby dick. I didn't remember. I saw an article that said, you know, like you, they didn't really need to show, you know, uh, no. baby, baby no, Superman's did. dick, no you know? Shit. I mean, I like, they didn't even try to conceal that. So it's I don't like, know if I blinked or something because I missed that. So that's why I was like, yeah, I text Wes, like, so pop it in real quick and tell me. He's zooming in on fucking Krypton baby penis. <laughs> well, man, I'm like, I, don't, I think that's his dick. <laughs> he texted me back saying I thought it was his leg. <laughs> oh, if you know, I think actually you're texting. If you zoom in, you're like, Enough. I, th- I think you can see it, but Sarah says she thinks it's his leg. <laughs> There's no fucking baby penis there. I don't fucking know. Oh, so anyway, that's all. Unless you zoom in on the toddler penis. <laughs> well, that's a story for later. <laughs> Matt, give me a runner-up. Oh, man. So uh, my first runner-up is, uh, so at the end of the movie, Superman has saved Lois Lane. Everything's fine. Jimmy Olsen shows up, and he just has to complain that Superman dropped him off in the middle of nowhere. Superman saves his life. He's being such an ungrateful bastard at this point. He should be on his knees thanking Superman. So I just uh, say, what the fuck, Jimmy? Man up. Just be grateful that you're not dead. <laughs> Jimmy Olsen's a bitch. He is. Yeah. <laughs> fuck Jimmy Olsen. <laughs> All right, so one of my runner-ups is after Superman saves the cat from the tree, <laughs> yeah. the little girl goes inside and tells her oh, mom yeah. that a flying man rescued Frisky the cat. So, exterior shot, right? You don't go in the house. You hear the mom tell the girl, stop telling lies, right? And then you hear the sound of a very loud <laughs> yes. smack. You, this bitch got slapped in the face. She didn't have time to turn around. You know Superman heard that I shit. I got frisky. Mm, right in the face. <laughs> Superman doesn't even come back and say shit. Uh, <laughs> he's probably <laughs> laughing. What a hero, right? <laughs> this girl needs to be the villain of like Superman Five. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's that was a runner up for me. Cousin Wayne, do you have any more? Um, if Lex Luthor is such a goddamn genius, right? Uh, he knows that Miss Techmeister or what I call her, Mrs. Tits. <laughs> he he knows that he, you know he's been sold out, and Superman's gonna come for his ass. Now, of course, we don't see anything. Because, you know, there's no big fight. There's no nothing. He just suddenly appears with Lex Luthor and, mm-hmm. and Otis. Mm-hmm. You know, but, but didn't Lex just try to hide? Like mm-hmm. You know, he, you know, because your dumbass showed him where his fucking lair was. Uh-huh. How many of these man caves you got tucked away? You know, he he oh. just he obviously didn't even try to hide. Yeah. You know, I just... That's why he didn't get best villain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got Lois Lane's the young girl on the train when uh, young Clark is, like, running by the train. Like, so you watched oh, the special edition. Fucking then. ridiculous yeah. bullshit. God damn it, that's stupid. Matt, runner-up. Okay, so my second and only other runner-up is uh, when the... Parade going on, gas is being dumped onto the city. Knox grabs a mask and a baseball bat and just fights his way through the crowd. What does he hope to accomplish? Certainly not saving Vicki Vale because the Joker <laughs> managed to still catch kidnap her and take her up to the church. So it got a little bit of a what the fuck for me just because I don't know what the heck he was trying to do. Well, even even still, to add to that, like Joker runs into that building just on a whim, but it's full of his henchmen. So that was pretty fucking lucky, yeah. wasn't it? Oh right. man. So, like I said, I have a record number of, of, of what the fuck's for Superman. But uh, So, runner-up for Superman, Lois Lane is a reporter, right? But she can't spell worse shit. She spells rapist with two Ps. Rapist. <laughs> she asks 
to spell massacre. Mm-hmm. She goes, how do you spell massacre? Um, she doesn't even know how to spell, um, what is it, like, um, she says something about, how do you spell blood letter? Is that with two blood, T's? Yeah, bloodletting. Bloodletting? Is that what it was? Yeah. I couldn't even understand it, but she's like, does it have two T's What on fucking it? story is she even writing? No, yeah, she's writing a story about sex, violence, and ethics. Yeah. <laughs> Superman's doing a great fucking job with all this bloodletting and gangbanging going on. I want to read... Ethics. I want to read that story. I'm just saying, man. But I love when her boss goes, uh, uh, rapist is, is only spelled with one P. <laughs> Sure, Rebus is filled with one P. Superman. <laughs> oh, it's fucking hilarious. Any more runner, runner ups? I have one more. Uh, Fortress of Solitude. When he just like, hey, mom, I've got to leave. Uh-huh. You know, and you know he's doing the communication thing with his dad. What? What? Twelve years later, Superman's now a full grown adult, and suddenly he's got this goddamn suit. Where did the fucking suit come from? Yeah, you know, it's um, just there. You know, did he just? Was it in a drawer? Mm. I mean, what? The, Speaking of those clothes, where do they go in a lot of these scenes? Yes. He just uh, jumps off a building and then just magically transforms into the suit. Where are the fucking that clothes that he's wearing? That was weird. He gets into the fucking rotating glass door. Yeah. His clothes just disappear. Yeah, like, yeah, like what the fuck is going on? That like, was weird. Uh, yeah. It's so awkward. That was weird. Matt, you don't have any more other ones? Other, other no, runner-ups? with my runner-ups. All right, I guess we'll just kind of rapid fire then, yeah, Kyle. Sure. Um, so during Lex Luthor's plan to steal the nukes, he makes Miss Testbacher dress as a slut, <laughs> the general, <laughs> to, to create a diversion. Right, so she faints, and then the colonel has to do like this mouth to mouth thing, and then about the, face. The, the colonel is pretty much molested. I think he might rape her. <laughs> I, think he, I exactly wrote the word. Military stops their mission to molest possible dead woman. Yes, <laughs> he even makes his man about face. Yes. <laughs> America. <laughs> About face? <laughs> fucked up. Definitely not a scene for 2019. <laughs> All right, what else you got, Kyle? Uh, so Lex <coughs> plan is to send a nuclear missile to either end of the U.S., right? Thinking that there's no way that Superman can stop both of these. The motherfucker flies around the Earth in like 10 seconds and spins it the other way. He would have plenty of time to stop both of those fucking yeah. nukes. Yes. Like, what kind of plan was this? That he's oh he even says it and Superman like concedes like yeah I'd never be able to stop both of those but you're like faster than fucking anything on Earth the Flash included you've beaten fucking races whatever I do want to say I am I'm gonna sh- I'm shitting all over Superman I do love the innocence and the uh, the sincerity of Superman um, but there is a lot of what the fucks and we mm-hmm. can't hide those yeah. um, Superman gives away his weakness in a fucking in interview a yes. yeah he's like I can't uh-huh. see through lead. I'm like, what the fuck, man? Yeah. <laughs> you, can't, you can't say that shit. You can't. Yeah. You can't say that There'd shit. It'd be that- like Batman going on TV and being like, actually, well, I'm I'm philanthropist Bruce Wayne. Yeah. If you want to know where I'm at. That'd be great, right? Go, guys. Next scene, what happens? He's drowning in a fucking pool, man. If it wasn't for Miss Tessbacher, he's fucking dead. Miss, oh, yeah. Miss Tessbacher's best hero. Uh-huh. <laughs> Maybe I might change that to Miss Tessbacher as best hero. <laughs> no shit. God damn. That's, I'll, I'll keep Superman, but god damn. Miss Tessbacher. Good looking out. Um, Kyle. Sure. Uh, Batman. Even after uh, Joker has put all this fucking like smile like shit into all this makeup, Vicky Vale keeps wearing makeup the rest of this goddamn movie. Like no one else wears makeup yeah, in this movie, like shit. but she is fucking covered and looking like a ten every fucking scene she's in. Like she's gonna get that shit. <laughs> <laughs> so with with uh, what the fucks, they're not worth a point. You know, they're very yeah. they're neutral because sometimes what the fucks work for you. This this kind of works for me, but it is awkward. It's the Lois Lane interview. 
you know, in, yeah. in, in total, right? Because what, underwear am I wearing? Yeah. I actually like the screwball scene, but it's, you know, you break it down, it's pretty fucked up. She asked Superman how big he is, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And, and if all of his functions, his, his bodily functions are normal, ask him what color of underwear she's wearing. Do you like pink? You know what would have been great if we just said, oh, uh, yeah, pink, and, uh, Oh, you need to trim that shit. <laughs> oh my god! I mean, yeah, she, this chick wants to fuck Superman so bad. I mean, can you imagine Lois Lane after a few drinks? Oh Christ, she'd be riding the supercar. I bet she goes ass to mouth. She would have. She would have. She would have ate Superman's ass right there on the balcony, dude. She would have ate baked beans out of his butthole. Oh my god! So you're from Krypton? You like my underwear? Can I eat your ass? <laughs> Kyle, will your cum blow through me like a shotgun blast? <laughs> Um, in Batman, uh, why does that family go looking for a taxi down that dark alleyway? That's a good <laughs> They get straight up murdered because they're like, oh, we, we can't get a taxi here in front of the theater where taxis are continuously passing. So let's go look for one down this random dark alleyway yeah. and get fucking murdered. Now, let's just stand here for about five, ten minutes. We'll eventually hail one. I know. Let's it. go down so, the dark alleyway. So this is um, behind the scenes for Superman, but I love Marlon Brando. And I love him in this. But it's just like Apocalypse Now or Superman. The guy's just fucking doing I don't know he's a walking he doesn't coma. care I, I, maybe that's the beauty he of it he needs a Krypton right the whole fucking movie Krypton Krypton yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> god damn it it drove yeah. me crazy every time that, that didn't bother me too much it's like tomato tomato it's just probably just how he fucking says it but uh I don't know man he didn't he didn't know his lines behind mm-hmm. the scenes you look at it he was actually reading his lines off the diaper of the baby <laughs> and he, he pocketed 14 to 16 million dollars for about two weeks of work 10 minutes of screen time, 14 to $16 million reading lines off a fucking diaper. Uh-huh. <laughs> what the that fuck? That man is magic. <laughs> it was so good they had to bring it back for Superman Returns, so that was great. Real quick, are you guys sure you guys don't have any more what the fucks? <laughs> man, <laughs> I, mention it. <laughs> I had more. I, I just started deleting them because they were getting said, so oh. I, I'm down to my last. Okay, so, well, a big one. I'm, I'm going to let you say this one, um, Cousin Wayne. Uh, my, my award. And, and well, no, 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 not yet. Because oh, no. you actually um, messaged me this after you were messaging me yeah. about the baby. Clark Kent, Glasses. Yeah, yeah, that's my award. Oh, is that your award? Yeah, okay, you go ahead. Ass. Go ahead and say it. No. Go ahead and say it. I won't, I won't say uh, it. It's the age of, His secret identity is bullshit. Oh, absolutely. He doesn't change his voice. He doesn't He doesn't even change his, his goddamn hair. Uh-uh. He just changes his outfit, takes off the glasses, and fools Metropolis. Uh-huh. I, either Lois is even dumber than I think, which is pretty goddamn bad. But I, I, it is. it just blows my mind. And I know people have got to been asking this question since the comic came out in, what, the 30s? Mm-hmm. 40s? Something like that? Yeah. And that's never been answered. I want a goddamn answer for that. How do you expect yeah. me to even take that? I get it. It's a fantasy setting, superhero and shit. But can we have just a teeny, tiny bit of realism here? Yeah, yeah. fake mustache or something. Yeah, yeah thank uh, you. Yeah, thank you. That'd be something. Do you I mean, mind if I give a couple more runner-ups, Because uh, So I didn't get a shit on Batman too much. But there is a scene in, um, in Batman where it's right when the Joker comes in and Michael Keaton goes... You want to go nuts? Let's go nuts. He takes that little fucking saucer, right? Or whatever that is, and he stuffs it underneath his shirt. That's not going to stop the a Joker blow. is the kind of guy that will blow your dick off or shoot you in the fucking head, uh, okay? Yeah. If the Joker would have made any other move, Batman is dead. Yeah. All right? And it, it just it's funny to me that it just went right on that one, like, like three-inch saucer. Mm-hmm. You know, that was, that was kind of fucked up. Um, another one I have a problem with is just Alfred, right? Um, your your favorite character, Kyle. <laughs> he just brings Vicky Bell straight up in the Batcave. Straight to the Batcave. 
And she was there earlier in the movie, but she didn't know Bruce Wayne was Batman. Right. Well, he almost told her in the apartment. But but, but he still, but he didn't. He, did, yeah. he didn't. No. Maybe you should talk to Bruce Wayne before giving up your you know like his secret identity. Bitches get vindictive. All right. She's not even <laughs> in the other movies. You piss her off, and she's telling everyone in Gotham. She's probably at a local pub. You all know who Bruce Wayne is. He's a dick. <laughs> you know, son of a bitch never called me back. And they just met. Alfred would never let just anyone into the Batcave without uh, Bruce's permission. It would have been great up. if he would have killed her and made Alfred watch him bury her in the Batcave. Do you see what happens when you bring bitches fault. to the Batcave? <laughs> this is your fault, Alfred. I got to bury her right next to mom and dad. This is fucking bullshit. And yeah, this isn't a huge one, but Jack Nicholson received just a, a percentage of the gross oh, on the yeah. film. He took home. $60 million. $60 million. They say it was his most profitable uh, movie Smart of his move. career. Yeah, yeah, so it's just like, what the fuck, man? That's a great check, dude. <laughs> yeah. You know, and then we brought it up earlier, but then uh, just Batman has no rules against killing. He kills about 16 people. I watched a kill counter today. Mm-hmm. It's probably more than that because he drops those bombs out of the, the Batmobile oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. then the, uh, <laughs> the, the the factory goes up in flames. <laughs> um, but yeah, I remember people getting pissed about Affleck and then like in the trailer, mm-hmm. um, yeah, Affleck had a, a shotgun yeah. or something. But uh, yeah, Batman 89, man, he's just a fucking killer, dude. Straight mm-hmm. up killer. It doesn't bother <laughs> me too much, honestly, but no, I know Brian, Brian still... Um, he asked me to bring that up. Well, he, he told me about it, and then after watching it. So that's kind of for you, Brian, which takes us to our number one. You already gave us yours, yes. Cousin Wayne. Yeah, like everybody would know. You can't bullshit that. You yeah, know? no kidding. You just like, I, I can't. Glasses isn't going to hide the most famous person on earth. Yes, thank you. You know, Kyle, what's your number one? I, I've already mentioned it. It's the fucking end to Superman. Flying backwards to spin the earth round to reverse time, which... Yeah. One, once you get the Earth to stop, people are just gonna fucking fly off the Earth. <laughs> Two, you can't reverse time by spinning the Earth in the opposite <laughs> fucking direction. Three, even if you could, go back a little bit further before the Earth even fucking splits up, right? Exactly. Just keep fucking flying backwards until you can go and just grab both of those fucking nukes and throw them into outer space. Yeah, just two yeah. or three more times, and you're set. And <laughs> even worse, he doesn't go back far enough and only saves Lois Lane on the second time through, and all those other fucking people are straight up dead. Man. Fucking stupid. It is stupid. Matt, what's your number one? My number one, what the fuck, is uh, Miss Tessmacher kissing Superman before she removes his kryptonite necklace, <laughs> giving the weak excuse that, well, I wasn't sure that you let me afterward. No shit, he would not let you kiss him <laughs> afterward. And you wonder why uh, a girl like you can't get with a guy like him. It's because you pull that kind of shit. And uh, not to mention, <laughs> I kind of actually do think that Miss Tessmacher is a is almost as bad as Lex Luthor. It could be because if she hadn't uh, demanded that Superman save her grandmother in New Jersey, Superman would have saved Lois Lane, no problem. I don't think he really gets too much of a shit about Miss Tessmacher's <laughs> grandmother. He only does because he can't lie. And he always has to do the decent thing. But she so dies anyways, because he doesn't go back and stop that fucking nuke. <laughs> God damn yeah. it. <laughs> All right, my number one has already been said as well. Um, I'll try not to repeat what Kyle has said, but it's the uh, Superman reversing time, man. Yeah, that's a... And once you pull that trick, you better use it in every single fucking movie, mm-hmm. or, or what the fuck. My big problem here is there's no consequences for reversing time. Like, yeah. you know... There's a great video I actually posted on Facebook titled Superman's Time Reversal Technique Would you know Ruin Everything. Go check it out. It's a great video. Um, you know, I, I'm not gonna talk about that video. Go check it out. But um, what really pisses me off, like if this is this is a comic book movie, right, Kyle? Mm-hmm. I can put my brain, you know, my thinking cap, you know, I can I can put it away for this scene. 
You know, uh, th there's a lot of things that happen in comic book movies that you just have to go with, right? But, you know, fuck, we're critics with attitude, right? We're, we're fucking critics. We're breaking this down. My big problem here is that there's no consequences for his actions. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I, I, the scene doesn't play bad. You know, if you if you're not thinking sure. about it, there's rage, there's emotion, and ah, when he flies in the I air, actually like cool. I actually yeah. like the scene where he's going around the earth, and you hear his dad say, you know, it's forbidden, you can't change the the history of the earth or whatever he says, right? Well, why the fuck not? Because nothing happens. There's, there's <laughs> no, no consequences there's no too, consequences. Yeah. So why is it forbidden? Nothing happens. You know, so I can shut my brain off, but I fucking hate that scene. I always have. It's just stupid. You have to have conse consequences there. And, and the you other thing you mentioned, like, once you pull that out, why aren't you doing this every fucking movie? Yeah, whenever when, something when Zod, bad happens. I, I'm a huge Superman 2 fan. When Zod comes back to town, though, right? Yeah. When he drops down in Metropolis, instead of fighting him, you just go up in the air, spin Seven, around the earth, reverse time, fucking Stop. done. Or reverse all the way back to your dad dies. Like, don't run up that fucking gra yeah. gravel road. Yeah. <laughs> your ticker's gonna go, you know. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I just the, the science behind it. I can I can let that go if I have to, right? Sure. But it's, it's, it's a it's a comic book it, movie. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's the comic yeah. book movie. But the consequences, man, you, you have can't. to have consequences there, and it really does ruin that third act for me. Mm -hmm. I fucking, I can't get past it. Um, yeah, so that takes us to best score or soundtrack. Uh, you know, Batman had a good one. I mean, I don't even like pop music at all, but Prince was a very talented artist. But whenever, you know, you might catch that song on the radio, you don't think Batman. You just think, oh, hey, it's a Prince song. Mm -hmm. You know, so it hasn't really st stood the test of time as being a symbol of Batman. But John Williams' score, when you hear that dun, 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 for, oh, Superman. Yeah. You know, it's still iconic to this day. Uh, and John Williams is, is just a master musician. And so I, I had to go with that. Uh, this one was a really tough one because they're both fantastic yeah. scores. Yeah, I respect uh, through Prince, and through. Um, and even if you, you know, I'm putting Danny Elfman and John Williams at a, a really fucking close level on this one. Um, so it comes down to like the the other filler music, right? So you get like just a bunch of like 50 songs from Superman, which is work. It, it, it fits the movie, and you get Prince music. It's sometimes is great, sometimes is not. Like the the museum scenes, really fun when he's going around. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's just a Prince music video essentially, where he's like fucking destroying all these paintings. <laughs> Um, and so it, it comes down to, like, Batman, Danny Elfman gave us something completely new for this character. You know, it used to be, na 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 Batman, that was synonymous <laughs> with Batman. It's still pretty synonymous, but you can also reinvent the character, and Hans Zimmer, you know, used parts of it with the, the Nolan trilogy, and, and so I'm going with that, because I think, I think, even though Superman, yeah, you hear that music and it still, it fits him, I think that that for me, anyways, that Batman song uh, embody ba embodies Batman a little bit more. Man, really, that's mm -hmm. hardcore, dude. It, that I love Danny Elfman's score, I really do. Yeah, but well, man, see, I'm say that Danny embodies Elfman, Batman be... more than the John Williams. Man, like that's just a, that's yeah. a, that's a fucking phenomenal score. Man, I, I'm not gonna... saying it's not. I'm not saying man. it's not. I think it is, but. Batman just edges it out to me. I think Prince Prince shitting on John more. Williams. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, where you going, bro? For best score soundtrack, I'm going John Williams for Superman, mostly because of the main theme, but the rest of the music is great as well. Everything on Krypton, the Smallville stuff, the earthquake scene music, and we spinning around back in time. The music's uh, great there as well, so it's just overall a classic, all-time top John Williams score, so that's why it gets my gold idol. Yeah. Even the rest of the score, too, like you have Lex and Otis, like they have their own score, too, so I think there's a, yeah. some great stuff there. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm going Superman 78. I mean, do you guys remember the theme um, of Man of Steel? 
No. DCEU's Man of Steel? No. Neither do I. All right, nobody does. But almost everybody can hum the John Williams Superman yeah. theme. I was at the uh, the local dive a few weeks back, and we were talking, and uh, I, I asked this guy if he knew the, the Superman theme, and he's not. He, this, this other guy was not a big, not who I was talking to you guys earlier about, but this this guy was not a huge just movie buff, and he was like, I mean, if I heard it, I probably would. And so I was like, dun, 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 dun. Dun, dun, dun. And he was like, oh, yeah, fucking Superman. I mean, it's, it's, fuck, yeah. It's the John <laughs> yeah. Williams theme, man. And it's, it's, he wrote it's so many uh, great score. And that's iconic. one of, and that's one of his best, man. And it's not just that theme, it's the entire score. And I do, I do love the Danny Elfman. I want to give some love to that. And it's not the combination of the Batman score and the Prince soundtrack, or not the Prince soundtrack, but the few songs that he, right. you know, uh, gave that, uh, that soundtrack. But, you know, the main title theme, um, and then Party Man, Trust. You know, that's yeah, great. That's, good. that's great stuff, man. I love that stuff, man. But it's just not John Williams' Superman 78. Again, I said I was going to say it a couple times. I think it's the gold standard for superhero <laughs> themes. Anywhere you go, you start humming. Dun, 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 dun. Do you agree with that, Matt? Is that a gold standard for fucking superhero music? Yeah, it always gives me chills whenever I hear it. Just, it just gets me pumped up, excited, moving, romantic. It's it's just a total package. It's fucking magic. It's goddamn magic. Yeah. Best quote, cousin Wayne. Uh, my best quote is from Batman, and it's the Joker when he says, "This town needs an enema." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it just paints a, a picture in my. There, there were so many quotes that he did. You know, I, I mean, there, there's a lot of great quotes here and there, but the Joker had quotes. so many great lines. Yeah. And that one just kind of made me chuckle. And that's pretty much what he was kind of trying to do, yeah. you know. So I, I went with that. Uh, for me, I think Batman is the more quotable movie because there's a lot of like small things, like mm-hmm. I'm Batman, and you know, you ever dance the devil in the pale moonlight? Well, that it's kind just of better. Shit. Written you want to get nuts? <laughs> let's get nuts. Like shit, you can say like and throw out. But the best like written thing comes from Superman. It's Lex Luthor, and I alluded to it earlier. But some people can read War and Peace uh. and come away thinking it's a simple adventure story. Others can read the ingredients on a chewing gum wrapper and unlock the secrets of the universe. Yeah. That's a great that quote. That was a good it's one. A That's a great quote. That's about the right? only good quote yeah. for that movie. <laughs> oh, I, I went back uh, between that and the one that I actually have, uh-huh. but it was it was a struggle for me. Matt, where are you going? I am going with Batman, and it's uh, the Joker to Batman. I've taken off my makeup. Let's see if you can take off yours. Mm-hmm. It's just mm-hmm. always stuck with me because not only does the Joker deliver it really well, uh, but it's just one that makes me think. I know... You're supposed to read it as, well, I'm the Joker. I'm showing who I really am. Let's see if you, Batman, can show us your secret identity. What I read it as is, does Batman really even have a secret identity? Is he really Batman all the time? Is Bruce Wayne the facade? That kind of debate that a lot of people, I think, have had over the years. So it's always uh, made me think, so that's why my best quote. If I could, I'd like to have a couple runners up just because there's just so many great quotes between both of these films. My favorite quote from Superman is, uh, we all have our little faults, mines in California. Lex Luthor Superman is just mm-hmm. a, such a badass line, such a great put-down, like, mic drop quote. Um, Superman, uh, they can be a great people, Kal-El, if they wish to be. They only lack the light to show the way. For this reason, above all, their capacity for good, I have sent them you, my only son. Just a really great Powerful quote. Uh, Brando delivers it pretty much superbly. And the last one I have is uh, just another great Joker quote. Batman, Batman, 
can somebody tell me what kind of a world we live in where a man dressed up as a bat gets all of my press? So, yeah, those are... But, yeah, my number one quote is about the makeup. It's just a really thoughtful um, and well-delivered line. So that gets my best quote. It even shows, like, there's similarities. Like, you know, we're one and the same, even though we're, you know, on opposite ends, we have a lot of intersecting stuff. Right. Yeah, so so many great quotes. Um, but I always get one stuck in my head every time I watch Batman '89. It's from the Joker. You ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? I always ask that of my prey. I just like the sound of it. But he doesn't, because he kills a lot of people without <laughs> saying that. It's, just, <laughs> it's like the coolest shit ever to say before you know, killing I, Maybe it's just because I, I watched Pulp Fiction not too long ago, what? but I expected him to say, that's just some cold shit I say to a motherfucker before I kill him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, dude, I understand why he says it. It just sounds rad. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but I do have some runner-ups. Most of them has, have been mentioned. Um, one is, never rub another man's rhubarb. That's a great line. And then um, you brought a, uh, another one of my quotes up, Matt. Uh, can someone tell me what kind of a world we live in where a man dressed up as a bat gets all my press? This town needs an enemy, which is your number yeah. one, right? Um, you want to get nuts? Come on, let's get nuts. That's that's awesome. Uh, let's You're see. my number one guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I said, my friend hates that, and I say it to him all the time. I, I love when, um, it's such a simple line, but Michael Keaton fucking sells it. I think you brought it up, Kyle, but he goes, I'm Batman. Yeah, it's, I mean, synonymous it's with great. I, it's, it's, well, it's, I, there, I don't know if you guys have heard of the, the TV show Big Bang Theory, mm-hmm. but uh, Adam West uh, was able to make a guest appearance on one of the episodes, and they brought that up to him. They said, like, well, how come you never said it? And he just kind of laughed, and he said, well, sorry, but when I walked into a room, everybody knew who the hell I was. Yeah. I didn't yeah. have to say oh, it. That's hilarious. But, but in this movie, in the context, like, this is before he's yeah. Batman. Like, this guy yeah. literally is like, who are you? I'm Batman. Yeah, because they were just talking Fucking about the rumors. On the... Yeah. yeah, and then your number one, Kyle, from Lex Luthor. Some people can read War and Peace, you know, blah, blah, blah. That that was that was my go-to for the longest yeah. time. And then I was like, I have to go with my heart. Devil in the Pale Moonlight, that's sick to me. So that's I went cool. there. And then uh, when Superman's dad dies, he says, you know... All those things I can do. All those powers, and I couldn't even save him. I think that line is delivered so well and gives Superman a very human moment that I think is important to the movie and then just the psychology of of Superman. So um, that's that's some of my runner-ups. But uh, that takes us to best screenplay. Uh, I went with Batman. Uh, Bob Kane and Sam Hamm, they they did a great job bringing this to life. Because, I mean, this Batman had never been seen before. You had your Adam West, Burt Ward, very cartoonish, very, you know, uplifting, sending positive messages to kids. And then this shit comes out. And you see the, I mean, the the, the dark night. You know, and I think they did a fantastic job of writing the story for this. Whereas Superman, so many goddamn holes in that story and there's so much bullshit moments. I, I think that was one of the main problems I had with, with Superman 78 shit writing and i think that's dc's problem today still is shit writing i mean it was just this was another really easy award for me yeah i'm i'm also going with batman i i think it's just a, a better more complete story there's not that that weird fucking ending with the spinning earth backwards i think it's <laughs> there's that <laughs> yeah it's it's more quotable i think the characters a little more are a little more fleshed out they're not as as dull and just like yeah stop real yeah there it's just like uh, fucking put Jesus on a page. Uh, put a smart guy in there. To, that he's gonna Man, go I think you guys are... Like, I, I love Batman 89. I really do. It's really split for me. I don't know if you guys can tell so far, but I'm Superman, Batman, mm-hmm. Superman, Batman. But man, to say this is a shit screenplay in 78, 10 years before Batman, they, I think, 
I'll tell you what I think here in a couple minutes. Yeah. But I don't. I don't think it's a shit screenplay. I just but think I don't, it's very I don't think. Done. I don't think it was the, their best effort either. Uh, yeah. I just think. I think Batman comes out a lot more uh, genuine, and, and they they kind of help redefine and 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 give Batman a different sort of arc and and level over that campiness of the sixties. Hmm. Well, see, I was okay with the campiness, but like I said, there's just so many holes. Well, like like the thing I mentioned in the uh, Fortress of Solitude. Boom! He's in a suit. You know, boom, he, he takes out the glass, he's Superman, nobody notices. Boom, he suddenly has Lex Luthor and Otis in the jail. You know, boom, spinning around the earth. I mean, there's just so much bullshit writing. It, it just really I don't, don't, I mean, Batman I, I know it's harsh, definitely has his fucking Oh, yeah, it does. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah, they're, but... They're both products of their time. It's not like, sweet cheese. They, they, they go back cheese. and they, it, you know, even in Batman, there's things I don't like where they go back and they change some of the mythology yeah, yeah. to, like, Joker's the one that killed his parents. Like, eh, yeah, yeah, fuck, yeah. I don't know. Don't give Joker a backstory like that. Like, so, there's shit in it that I don't enjoy, but there's a lot more in Superman that I dislike. Yeah. Yes, I, I know it's a harsh thing to say that, you know, the Superman writing was bad, but it, it is Especially being the granddaddy of superhero movie. It's not, dude, that's bullshit. I love how is it good? How is it good? They could have easily made Batman 66, took that formula, made it super campy. They they made an epic fucking movie first time out with Superman that... How? This well, is, well, how? I'm talking I'll, about the writing. I'm okay, not talking I will, about the movie. I'm talking yeah. about the writing. I can't wait to dig into the origin story. We've never seen it Oh, that it was good. That was yeah, good. and that's fucking writing. What do you think, when they first set out to make a Superman 78... We, that's where it starts is on the page. Let's go to Krypton. Let's let's make him a baby. Let's give him his uh, his his human parents, his foster parents, um, and then the you know the, the whole story builds from that and gives us Superman. I think that's fantastic, especially when no one's ever seen a, a superhero movie on the screen that was realized in a real way. Not that before this was Batman sixty six. You know, I think I think it was finally done um, respectfully. You know, so I I think you got to remove yourself from seventy eight, man, because seventy eight. You have some campy shit. In well, then I guess it just hasn't stood the test of time, has it? Oh, <laughs> fuck, I don't know. So, Matt, what do you think? My best screenplay goes to Sam Hamm and Warren starring for Batman. I just think it's the more tightly crafted screenplay. We have a well-written hero plot, well-written villain plot, complicated romance that spans pretty much the entire length of the film. Great dialogue, great world building. So that's why I get some of best screenplay. As for Superman, I think sort of the main problem I had with that was just that it was oddly plotted. Like, uh, mm-hmm. Clark Kent, Dr. Clark Kent doesn't show up until, like, about a third of the way through the movie. So you kind of have to rush everything else, like the Lois Lane Superman romance. Pretty much has to take place over the course of, like, one evening, and then boom, they're in love. And then I felt that the uh, end of the movie, where you find out at the tail at pretty much near the tail end what Lex Luthor's plot really is. It gets teased a little bit out, but a lot of that's an exposition. The only part of that really plays out is when they actually reroute the missiles, so it just feels a little bit rushed towards the end just because just a big chunk of the first third was just prologue. And, uh, yeah, there's some cheesy writing, cheesy characters, but, uh, yeah, that's why uh, Batman has to get my best screenplay. Right on. Um, I'm going Superman 78. Um, I think, really? yeah, for sure, dude. I think it is it, it established the standard superhero origin story that before this, I mean, we, we didn't have that. We again, we had like something like Batman sixty six. Yeah, but the origin story, like I said, you've got a you I, you've got a great character, mm-hmm. Superman, and he does. He has a great origin story. Give this fucker something to do, and I think and so he you, does. you so, give him a, a villain, so, a half assed villain. Mm-hmm. You, you you got a half assed love interest. Oh, I think it could be a lot for best better. duo. 
I, I that was Clark so and Lois. You, so Clark and Lois. Yes. So there you go. Those two. I think it nailed the heartbeat of Superman, which is. But she doesn't bit, love Clark. Which <laughs> I think it nailed the heartbeat of Superman, which is something that they haven't been able to get right in the DC EU as, as as of late. Um, if I were to write a script for the for a new Superman movie, I would go back to this script and this formula. Like I love, and this is again like you need like. Open your mind, Wayne. <laughs> I love the character. I, I love that innocence. I, I love that Boy Scoutness. Yeah, and that's on the page. That starts on the fucking page. And I love that this movie opens on Krypton. It sets up as mythology, future villains. You brought up Zod earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, how many movies, you know, even think about... Yeah, but how long was that? Like, what? What do you mean? How, how long did it show him as it a baby? It doesn't... How long? Like, like, movie screen time. Uh-huh. What, 20 minutes into it? For Krypton? Yeah, yeah, until he lands on planet Earth. Yeah. Most movies don't even dick with that. I love that they set yeah, us up on Krypton. Got, they like, show two us, hours and They I, show us Krypton, and I think the uh, the actual theatrical cut's only like an hour and 45. Oh, no shit. Yeah, something no. like that, I think. So you probably watched the... Yeah, there's yeah, two hours. I watched the long version. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I couldn't but, find uh, the regular you know, version. Not a lot of movies set up future villains, set up a mythology, Krypton. Yeah, set up. And this is 78, too, man. And I think that they set the the standard of what an origin story could be showing mythology and we get the arch enemy the love interest the first conflict and here's this is something very very important to me um the hero beats for superman um it's what i expect to see in a superman movie i mean yeah some of them could be a little generic but we have falling airplanes volcanic eruptions dams bursting derailed trains but superman this is very important something that really pisses me off for dceu Superman needs to save people, and I think that's lost in these current movies. I mean, Superman doesn't save shit, mm-hmm. and he's always going out of his ways, and that's on that, that page, too, where he has to be a, be a hero. I think it's a well-written Superman film, minus, and I'm not going to stick up for it all the way. Like, there is some camp. Some of that's a product of, you know, 78. I mean, what are you going to do with that? No, you know? I, I get that. Like I say, it's the, it's the, the, the huge loopholes I have a problem. And you're right about the DCEU. Mm-hmm. They took, just to me, the one great thing about the Superman movies is... Superman himself. He he is the hero. This is what you want to be. This is what you want to do. And they took that away. They took what away? From DCE. Oh, yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah, yeah. The stuff. They There's definitely away, some but... what the fucks in the screenplay. I mean, I said, it's, it's a record and, number and there, of what the fucks. Like I said, there are some of Batman, too. I mean, yeah. I'm not going to argue with but, you there, yeah, but, but they're the, just huge But I think the Superman. template for a Superman story, from mythology to Krypton to, to growing up, and that's, that's something I love about the screenplay, too, is... They don't rush you into just, you know, I can imagine this story, if, if they were, wrote it now, it would probably be, like, look at Man of Steel. Man of Steel, it, it rushes through all the important, actually seen that it one. rushes through all the important beats, and I think from a screenplay standpoint, something that I really respect is, like, you spend 15 minutes of this movie with, with the Kents on the football field, you know, um... It shows him in Smallville, you know? When is uh, Clark Kent's not even in the movie until older Clark Kent, Metropolis Clark Kent, until what, like 30, 45 like minutes into the movie? Like, yeah. Well, yeah, after, he's, yeah, after he gets done talking to his dad, and poof, he's an adult in a costume. Yeah, no, I love you know, that, that's, though. That's, I love that's that. That's a huge loophole. The hell you mean it's a huge I, loophole? I think, I think it's weirdly paced. Like, you are no, so right. You're, t- you're it, talking it about his, his dad, Kal-El. Or is it Jor-El or Kal-El? I forget. Uh, Kal-El? Jor-El. He's Kal-El. Yeah, 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 okay, yeah, so yeah, Jor-El. Like, yeah, when he gets his suit, yeah, I understand that. that yeah. That's a what the fuck. But I'm talking about on the Kent family farm, um, you know, the, uh, the the Krypton opening, and then going to the Fortress of Solitude, and then you get Metropolis. I think this this it the screenplay lets this movie breathe, and I appreciate that it's, it's more like a, a, a big superhero epic that was done respectfully, especially when, you know, Richard Donner had nothing to go off of at this time. And he was making an, an origin story for Superman, and I think the screenplay really respects the hero. So that's that's where I'm going. 
I I think I just would have liked it paced better. I think mm-hmm. there's like un- like y- y- you should have gotten more of an Uncle Bent thing with with Pa Kent. Like I I don't feel their connection enough. Really? Like, so when he dies, like I'm just like I, oh, I do a little okay. bit when he's uh, talking to him right before he dies. I, I feel that a little. Sure, bit in there, that moment, but, but like you gotta, I, there has to be more build up. Like I said, with yeah, like the Sam Raimi Spider Man, like that, yeah. that that Spider Man Uncle Ben thing. No, like, I you agree. Feel yeah, that I, see, I see where you're going with that. If you want to talk about shitty screenplays, mm-hmm. though, you look at Man of Steel when his dad gets whipped away in a tornado. <laughs> I almost want to see that now. <laughs> yeah, he gets whipped away in a tornado, and I love that the beat in this screenplay is that he dies a mortal death. That's something mm-hmm. that Superman can't stop. I mean, he could rever- reverse time. That's so fucking stupid. But <laughs> he could stop it. Yeah, he could, right? But, but no, that's it's, part of the bad writing. That's the very end that I think fucking blows. Okay? Yes, but now knowing that he can do that, Kind of fucks up shit from yeah. the beginning. And also, third, if you want to talk third acts, I mean, yeah, it's it, Superman well, 78 that, worse than Batman 89, right? But Batman 89 is just, you know, Batman and Joker fighting in a tower, which I think is pretty lame. No, it's fucking fuck. awesome. <laughs> they don't even fight, really, dude. It's just like Batman, you know. At least he didn't run around the cathedral to get the Joker to come back down the stairs. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I'm just saying, let's, let's not, like, throw heaps of praise on the third act okay. towers. That's okay, all fair I'm, enough. That's fair all enough I'm that saying. Alright, so that takes us to best uh let's see, where are we at now? A best special achievement. Best special achievement, cousin one? Uh I went with Batman. Uh this is the reimagined look and carry restrictions of Batman. I touched on that a little bit earlier. Uh like I said, I I'd never seen this before. Even when I was a kid and I'm watching this, I'm thinking, his parents are dead and he's dedicated his life to this. Mm-hmm. And he's this this bright chipper Adam West guy. Hey, let's have some milk and cookies, buddy. <laughs> No, there, there, there's some psychiatric problems. I mean, in a way, Batman is just as fucking crazy as the Joker. Mm. He's just not evil, mm. and, and and I think that really touched on that well in Batman. And I think, like I said, uh, the look of Gotham. So I'm not a huge Tim Burton fan. I, I loved Ed Wood, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he he made Gotham look the way it should be. This is a dark city. Mm. I mean, this is you know you get shot and fucking gang raped in the same day. I mean, it, it's yeah, just. Yeah. Bad and and this the, the look of the city even cries out for someone just like Batman yeah. who has that look and that mannerism. He's not your just your friendly next door neighbor guy. Yeah. I mean, this... see, I I can go with it. Um, Gotham, I think, honestly, looks more dated than Superman seventy eight. Superman seventy eight is using real world environments. You know, yeah. I, I understand that. You know, hey, Monop- Metropolis looks like New York. Yeah, you know, whatever. Yeah. Very Nolan verse type of thing to do. Um, but uh, I think. Batman, Batman eighty nine, Gotham. There's some of the backdrops, just some of the backdrops. Yeah, they do look bad. Yeah, they, they do look there. bad. Sometimes I, I I don't mind it just because I grew up with it, and it's just I, I know that's what it looks like. So it's, for me, but it's, it's more it, of an it atmosphere. Is, they play on the shadows of things, yeah. and I respected that. Yeah, I, I think some of the the background is, is very dated. So, what's your special achievement though? If you could just sum it up in like, oh, like I said, uh, the reimagined look and characteristics of uh, characteristics of the Batman. Okay. Oh, yeah. You're not have the exact same thing. I, I I broke it down to: Is it going to be the first big time comic book movie or the redefinition of an iconic character? Yeah. And and total props to Superman for for you know starting and kicking off comic book movies and, and setting that precedent. But there's something just to give Batman such a, a, a different feel and and stuff for not just uh, you know movie wise, but like the, the character on page mm-hmm. and it is. Incredibly cool. Like they, they completely changed the way Batman looked. He had that, that blue and that gray look for most of most of his run, and then that black suit kind of changed Batman. Not just you know like movies and stuff, but again, 
on the page, and they started drawing them a little bit more like the movie, and Gotham a little bit darker, and and, and creating that that duality between Joker and Batman sort of yeah. kind of helped come along because of this movie. So there's a lot of good uh, redefinition of that character through this. this and his movie. underwear was actually inside of his pants. <laughs> if I could add something to that uh, real quick, Kyle, something that. Uh, you know, like, we say that, you know, Batman is completely different than, like, Batman 66, right? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Okay. But, I mean, I think we, something that we're forgetting here is, you know, Batman 66 was, you know, it was it was Batman 66, the movie, right? Mm-hmm. But it was based off of um, the TV show, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if, if I think that we're forgetting to give some love to Superman here, too, because it did redefine. You know, you look at the, the George Reeves Superman. You know, oh, the old cheap black and white TV yeah, show. Yeah, I've actually, I actually have like five episodes of those on VHS. I think his name was George Reeves, if I yeah. remember. But yeah, you have George mm-hmm. Reeves Superman, and there was a lot of camp in that too. I think that sure. was, you know, it, it was a different time. And then you have Richard Donner that comes up and completely reinvents Superman. He might have the same look, but the there's whole... There's still a lot of that camp in this movie, though. But too. not as much as that, because George Reeves' Superman was before 66 Batman. So the camp was like even... the 40s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the camp is like very strong. You're talking like Bing and Bob mm-hmm. type shit, you know, from like Rhodey well, Utopia screwball shit. That guy who played Superman was uh-huh. a really bad alcoholic <laughs> on set and, and And that's where I'm saying some respect needs to go to Superman, because Richard Donner, you know, he created... Um, th- this epic, when he could have easily made Batman 66 or Superman 40s, 50s, you know, whatever that was, with George Reeves. It would have been easy for him to do that, but he reinvented the character as well, which I think we kind of forget to mention. So I, I do love the character. I'll go with that. Matt, where are you going? You will believe a man can fly. For best special achievement, I go with the flight effects of Superman. There are leaps and bounds above previous incarnations, whether the serials, the film serials, or the TV show. Some of the effects were a little wonky, like uh, when Superman's trying to get that uh, missile that's heading towards New Jersey. Just, uh, you know, the, when he's flying past the scenery, it's pretty clear that's just like green screen effects. But for the most part, I think it holds up really well. I was able to suspend my disbelief. And again, it's what one of Superman's 78 biggest achievement was, was just those flight effects. So that's where my Golden Idol's gone. Nice, nice. Special achievement, man. Um, whenever I can, I give this award to a pioneer. That's what I did with the Bing and Bob, Road to Utopia, uh, Road to Morocco. Even though I didn't care for those movies, they were pioneers of the screwball genre, you know. And uh, I don't know, man. Someone or something that paved the way for others to follow, I think, deserves a little bit of respect. And the superhero genre really started with, I think, Superman 78 and Batman 89. I think both these movies were trailblazers. I mean, yeah, they- Superman set the bar. Yeah. It showed us that these movies could be made and taken seriously. And then, I think you mentioned it, Kyle, Batman redefined the genre. It was the first dark superhero movie, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it paved yeah. the way for Spawn and Blade and Hellboy. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to tie this category, but I have one more tie. I'm saving it for later. Uh, I'm going with the the granddaddy of the genre. I'm going Superman 78. I was, it was the first modern-day superhero movie. That. It captivated nerds in 78, and I think 40 years <laughs> later, I brought it up a little bit earlier, I think um, it holds up a little bit better than than Batman 89. I think it does. Um, I'm going Superman 78 for my Pioneer Award, so... Especially, man, this is and this is still, in my opinion, one of the best in a deep genre. I mean, how many, how many, how many comic book movies do we get a year now? Like fifteen, ten, fifteen. We get more of those movies? more than yeah. I think it's bo- on fire. I think both these movies still, you know, tower over a lot of movies that come out. So I'm going to give my award to, to Superman '78 because I'm, I'm out of ties, but uh, both of them really did the trick. That takes us to best supporting cousin Wayne. 
Uh, I only gave up. Sorry, but this is me off guard with asking me a question. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, I'm good. Wayne just had a heart attack. So much for that weight loss. lose more weight, yeah. Should eat the fucking pizza. Um... Now, uh, the only reason why I'm giving the supporting to this guy is because he's billed second. But, I mean, he just stole the fucking show. Yeah. Uh, Jack Nicholson, uh, on par with his performance in The Shining, I think he tapped into that psychotic character a little bit. You know, oh, yeah, for I, sure. I, you know what I mean? To bring this out, it shows. Honestly, I, I wouldn't say it's the best performance of his career, but it's goddamn second. I, I think The Shining is his best. But this is, boom, for me, right under that. I think he just... I've always seen the Joker as... That's why I love this movie so much. I, I, I kind of saw the darker side of, you know, Caesar and, and, yeah. and Adam West and shit. It's layered, man. It is. And, and I, I saw... Like, even at a young age, I'm like, no, 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 no. There's some dark fucking psycho shit here. And, and Batman 89, I, I, was, I didn't get to see it in theaters, but I was able to rent it. Oh. When I saw that, I was like, God damn, that's it. You know, so I remember good. seeing that excitement. It's so good. And I was like, that's what I've been thinking all the all, you know, all this time. Yeah. And he just... He portrayed it so fucking man, well. Man, it's like Heath Ledger gets so much love. And, it's and he's good, yeah. He's so he's good. good. Heath Ledger is so fucking good, right? See, I didn't watch that for a while because people... I thought, oh, yeah, another, but, you know, but, unfortunately, uh, a star yeah. dies. And like, oh, his last movie was the best. And then I saw it. I'm like, god damn, that's yeah, good. No, Heath, <laughs> dude, I'm not going to take a, a damn thing away from Heath Ledger. He's amazing, right? But it really bothers me when I just... When I hear people like say that Heath Ledger's performance towers over everything because, man, Jack no. is good. Jack yeah. is so good. I mean, bef- beforehand, it was, you know, people were like, why would anybody even try to play the Joker? Yeah, Jack Nicholson did it perfect. And and I think when you when you think about the movies, you think, like, you can remember so many of those moments that Heath Ledger puts on the screen. You're like, yeah, that's that's mm-hmm. so impressive. And, like, sure, it starts to overshadow Jack, but when you watch Batman, god damn it. Like, it pops it pops out. Oh, like, yeah. you're like, oh, man. Like, I forget just how fucking good Jack Nicholson exactly. is. Exactly. People need to re-watch that Batman right. 89 and watch Jack Nicholson's performance yeah. and then be like, oh, better than I fucking yeah. remember. And that's and that's why he's getting the point for me. Uh, and that's and that's that's no uh, nothing bad against Gene Hackman. I was really close to tying yeah, this. I like Gene Hackman. Yeah, Gene Hackman is is hands down the best part to Superman yeah. in in my well, opinion. I like Christian mm, Reeves, but yeah, I'll get nah, to that in a I'm way way more into Gene. I Hackman. do like Gene Hackman though. Um, but Jack Nicholson, there's there's so much more uh, layered into the the Joker than there is just being the the smart guy who spouts off shit that he. he knows from books and stuff and and there's this this killer instinct in his eyes and in his mouth and the way he laughs and like the way he goes from like smiling and laughing to having that kind of sinister look on his face like he's ready to just fucking rip your goddamn head off um and you throw in i mean he, he plays you know jack at the beginning of the movie and essentially he's just playing himself in a suit but you know like still you're getting that you're getting two different characters out of him too which is always yeah. impressive um and i, I like the the way that he 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 supports Batman a lot more than Gene Hackman supports Superman. Oh, my you know, in, in the movie. So mm-hmm. yeah, supporting definitely Jack Nicholson. Yeah. And I actually messaged you guys this week because I was like, Is he lead or is mm-hmm. he supporting? And you're like, Hell yeah, he's he's you know, supporting. Yeah, but, I said the reason why I gave it to him is just because he's listed second yeah. on IMDb. And I so and like, I'm gonna stick with that when I get to my, my award, but yeah, he runs the fucking show. Oh, God, here. Yeah. He's, in my opinion, he's no supporting, but it it's is what it is. Similar screen time. I think he's got first bill on the poster. Well, first you know, bill, but like, yeah, but it's interesting. I think yeah. Lex, uh, or Lex Luthor, Gene Hackman and Marlon Brando take over the first yeah, spot. And, for, I was going to say, and Christopher Reeve is third in his fucking story movie. <laughs> do they? So. Really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And just a side oh, note, bullshit. I don't even know if you guys do this <laughs> or not, but it was um, written in um, Jack Nicholson's contract that he had 
he, he was able to pick the the makeup designer. Yeah, he had some creative control. Creative control. Yeah. His, so, his side guy, his like henchman, his main henchman is just like his, his best friend. friend. That's his yeah. friend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's pretty cool. So the iconic Joker look is you know thanks to Jack Nicholson. You know. Mm-hmm. So Matt, where are you going? I am also making a clean. I'm also going with uh, Jack Nicholson as Jack Napier slash the Joker in Batman. It's a fully immersive performance. He's funny. He's chilling. He's intense. He is just like a complete personality. It's uh, powerful, but not verging in the realm of camp at, at all. And yeah, he just goes all out, and I respect the hell out of that. So he's getting my best supporting. Yeah, there's even that scene, dude. It's so small, um, but it's where he like he leaves Vicky Bell's apartment and he just like acts like he farts and then like flies away. I don't agree with that one. That's great. He's like, woo! <laughs> <laughs> it's just yeah. fucking nuts, dude. I'm out of here. It's the little nuances, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm going Gene Hackman. <laughs> no, I'm going Jack Nicholson, man. I again, I feel like I'm cheating this award because you know he's technically a supporting actor. He has more screen time than Michael Keaton. Yeah. But uh, Batman 89 is the Joker movie, yeah, which it, I'm completely cool with. It, I, I wanted to give him best lead so bad, but just being second yeah. build. I, I think, I think but if, you play, if you play with that rule, you have to count Marlon Brando as your lead. Yeah. <laughs> Superman. True, 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 true. <laughs> um, his character in The Shining is probably my favorite as well, but this mm-hmm. is connected to... It's vintage, over-the-top Jack Nicholson, it right? Is. And uh, it, he's captivating. He has this devilish sense of humor. It's one of his best roles. I put it real close to The Shining, mm-hmm. man. And uh, I don't know, man. His Joker set the the gold standard again for comic book villains, man. I mean, depending on what day you ask me, I don't know who's better, Jack Nicholson, Heath Ledger. I mean, fuck it. I'll throw um, Mark Hamill and Cesar Romero in there, too. Mm -hmm. Great performances all around for the Joker character. We might even be adding Joaquin Phoenix to that as well. But Jack Nicholson Nicholson is the Joker of the 80s. And he's brilliant for his time. He's still brilliant. I think his performance still holds up. I mean, he's earned this award, man. I'm going Jack Nicholson. Um, but I do want, even though he did not know his lines, Marlon Brando is goddamn Shakespeare, dude. He just shows he, up. He, he's fucking, a present. He's got gravitas, man. Like Marlon Brando, yeah, I, he's a walking coma. Yeah. I mean, he just, but I mean, he he does. He just has this this presence that just demands your attention. Yeah. I don't know how the fuck he pulls it off. Yeah, and Ned Beatty. Ned Beatty, right? Ned Beatty's great. Ned Beatty's great. Ned Beatty's Ever since I watched so him in Deliverance, great. I can't just, every time I see him, I squeal like a pig. Yeah, so, uh, best lead. Cousin Wayne, who gets your best lead out? I here? might get some shit for this, but I'll make no apologies. Uh, I gave it to Christopher Reeve as Superman. Why would you get shit for that? <laughs> well, <'cause, laughs> maybe they have two choices. Yeah. <laughs> well, because I mean, it, it appears like his acting is very stiff. You know what Man, I mean? Man, I don't think so at all. But at the same time, I, I love. I, I watched uh, the Justice League cartoons when I was mm-hmm. a kid. And so I already had this pre. You know, it wasn't like Batman, where I watched Batman and be like, oh, yeah, that's Batman. I thought there was something darker. But with Superman, I was like, man, this, this is, you know, just the epitome of everything that is good. And then I, remember, I, I didn't actually watch the Superman movie 78 until I was early into high school. But I thought, God, I mean, how are they going to. You know, I've never seen really been into Christopher Reeve or anything. But how is he going to be able to, to bring that on the screen and show that? I mean, more than just a Boy Scout. I mean, this guy does, well, a few exceptions, the right choice. He, he, he Even no matter how I mean, it's just, you know, one or two instances. Mm-hmm. And he does. And I thought Christopher Reeve was just, he did it brilliantly. I mean, and he did he did that duel. He kind of has to act a little tougher when he takes off the glasses yeah. and pulls the suit out of his ass. 
But it, it, it's such a dual role. Like when he plays Clark Kent, he plays such a convincing, bumbling, you know, not comfortable in his own skin mm-hmm. character. And then when he does take off the glasses, pulls a suit out of his ass, he's still, <laughs> he's still the same. But I mean, he, he's tough, but he's still that wonderful Boy Scout who gives half of his paycheck to his silver-haired mother. Yeah. You know, just a brilliant performance from him. So you got uh, two people playing two characters, essentially. You got a guy playing Batman and Bruce Wayne, and you got a guy playing Clark Kent and Superman. And I'm going with the guy that actually shows some differences in his character, and I'm going with Michael Keaton. Oh, my fucking ass! Fucking Christopher Reeve is wooden as shit. Oh, my he God. He's wooden. He's very wooden. He's very wooden. There's barely uh, any difference between Keaton. Clark and Superman and the way he's acting. With with Michael Keaton, you're getting a stark difference between his he's two characters. He's fucking battle he's one, of, he's one of the best he's like, fucking Bruce Michael Wayne Keaton. we've ever gotten on screen. Oh, absolutely oh my Bruce Wayne God, this is such a bullshit. He's, a he's the best of, Bruce Wayne? Yes. No, no, no. Absolutely. He's not even Bruce Wayne in this. He's the greatest Bruce Wayne. He's a total fucking How many Bruce Wayne kid. scenes do you get? You get plenty of Bruce Show, Wayne tell me, scenes. Tell me five. You get uh, the scene where he has the party at his house. Okay. Get, what does he uh, do there? That's so amazing. With, you get dinner with Vicky. Dinner with Vicky? Asshole. What's amazing with the dinner with Vicky? Let's go into another room? What's so great about Superman? He oh, doesn't do jack oh shit the whole he's, fucking he's, movie. He's, he just smiles and says like Superman. a really fucking like campy line and then flies away. Michael like Keaton. fucking Christopher Reeves is really? terrible. Yeah, oh terrible. my god. This is insane. Matt, Matt? where are you going? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm back. <laughs> I am going for my best lead, Christopher Reeve, as adult yeah, Clark Kent slash Superman in Superman. He's able to craft two very different personas in Clark Kent and Superman. His Clark Kent is mild-mannered, uh, nebbish, nerdy, but competent. I'm going to get to that a little bit later. His Superman, honest, vulnerable, cracks-wise, instantly charismatic, great chemistry with all the cast. And so I watched this uh, Making of Superman special on my Blu-ray. There's a couple parts I want to point out. First, it was regarding Clark Kent. Um, he would, uh, Christopher Reeve was worried that Clark Kent might come off as too bumbling, so he's careful to walk that fine line um, between, so, so he's not really an incompetent guy. He's just mild-mannered, unsure of himself, like uh, I think Cousin Wayne said. So... I have to give him props for actually caring that much about that. And also, they showed a brief clip of him uh, working out, and he's fairly ripped uh, when he's uh, working out. Uh, not not at the level of Henry Cavill, because that's some impressive stuff right there, yeah. but still pretty impressive. And that he's really to, willing to commit to a workout in order to build the muscle, because he didn't want to have it padding, obviously, because that would look too fake. So, yeah, I just have to give it to Chris Reed just for his performance and also just the commitment that he gave to that performance. So he gets my golden idol. Yeah, I think he went, like, what, 20 pounds of muscle for Superman, something like that? Uh, I, don't, I don't know, but it's pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah. I told, dude, I told everybody, I'm not trying to be a dick tonight. I told everybody, I'm putting, you know, when, when people give answers to the table, I'm going to fucking question that shit because I have to talk to people all over fucking town why... Why they give fucking people like Michael Keaton best actor? It blows my Michael mind. Michael Keaton destroys. Oh my ass! Like, I, I, I'm dumbfounded that you guys so think Christopher Reeve you, was good. You you didn't wreck this one by going 18 and 0 for for Batman, right? Because no. I have to explain that shit. Why you gave Alfred best character? I have to explain yeah. that shit to people. Thank you, Matt, for laughing. I'm going best lead. I'm going Christopher Reeves, man. He was picked over 200 actors. 
I cannot imagine anyone else as Superman, but yeah, I, I can either. imagine other people playing. I love that Batman eighty nine. It's fucking. I love Batman eighty nine, but other people have played Batman and they've done it as good. I mean, no one can touch Superman at this point or Christopher Reeve's performance. I buy him as Clark. I buy him as Superman. Mm-hmm. It's perfect casting. It's going to be hard to recast his his personality, his yeah. smile, his sincerity. Just the he just over, even has a look about his him overall that. approach, that Boy Scout approach to the character. He's the gold standard for Superman for Clark Kent. Michael Keaton paid the way for I think less conventional casting, and that's cool. But man, Christopher Reeves is one of those people that will go down like you know he's Superman. Um, you know, like Hugh Jackman's Wolverine, Ryan Reynolds will be Deadpool. You know. Mike, there's other people that have played. I mean, a lot of people, when you say Batman, they even go with, um, uh, what's his name? Kevin Conway, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they go, Bru- or, um, no, Christian Bale. Yeah, Christian you Bale. Yeah, that's a big, Kilmer, that's a Val Kilmer. George I mean, Clooney. I don't, I, well, I don't, I don't, I don't, hear, I, don't, I don't hear anybody saying, like, no, Val I'm Kilmer. just saying those are people yeah, that have played. But I hear Kevin Conroy. I hear, Kevin Conroy, I hear Kevin Conroy, I hear Christian Bale, I hear Michael Keaton. I only hear one with Superman, and that's Christopher Brandon Ralph. Oh, no, Tom Welling. Yeah, so oh, that, God. that takes us to our next category, and that's best scene. Dean Kane. Um, <laughs> Some people say that. Uh, Batman, when uh, the Bat Jet's coming down, the Joker's standing there, and he says, Come to me, you gruesome son of a bitch, and pulls this giant <laughs> fucking handgun out of his face. Oh, yeah. yeah. I love that. I remember the first time watching that as a kid, I'm like, The fuck's he gonna. I mean, he knew he had something up his sleeve, but I didn't expect him to. And it what wasn't the, up his sleeve, it was down his it, pants. Exactly, down his pants. <laughs> so I'm just like, What the fuck? And, and, and again, I'm trying to have a really good conversation here. We talk about reversing time and how the science is, you know, that, that's bullshit. The science is bullshit. I'm sorry, dude. If he has a gun powerful enough to take out the fucking bat wing. Yeah, yeah that's kind of That's going to kill his ass. <laughs> <laughs> so let's break down science if we're going to break down science. <laughs> Fun scene, though. I do like yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's no guy. I, I, I have a little bit of an interesting gun. Uh-huh. And I can tell you right now, just the kick of that alone would dislocate both shoulders. <laughs> it took out the I mean, goddamn battery. <laughs> he would have been knocked on his ass, slid back, shoulders broken. It, but it was it was just such a fun scene. Mm. I even rewound that because I felt that excitement again as a kid. There's a lot of great scenes in both movies. But to me, I, did, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I can't wait to... And he does. He just pulls it out. <laughs> and Batman's still flying towards him. And he's like, is this bullshit? I mean, just a, a fun, fun scene. It is a fun scene. It, it does that thing with Joker where it's like, it shows off that it's kind of silly, but at the same time, it's like, oh, it's kind of frightening, too. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. it does that good mixture of it. Yeah. Like, what the fuck else does he have down there? <laughs> <laughs> Shattering teeth and shit that blow up. Um, for me, it's uh, Superman. It's the introduction of Lex Luthor. Like, going down into his very, <laughs> like mundane but like complex lair where it's just like in a fucking train station wall that you go into like Taj Mahal in there yeah, and he's just watching these screens like what the fuck like Otis you dumbass you let another motherfucker follow you here <laughs> like and showing off that 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 brilliance and that that gravitas I, I love that I, like I said G- Gene Hackman is is phenomenal I gave it to Jack Nicholson but Gene Hackman like fucking steals the show in this movie and he's like really fucking Keyed into who Lex Luthor is from the get go, and that's that's what uh, attracts me to Superman. All right, uh, Matt, where are you going? And for my best scene, I'm going with the entire 200th anniversary parade in Batman. It's just a roller coaster ride of emotions. You start off with it being cheerful, Joker's throwing away money, crowd's happy, but then you suddenly he releases the gas, crowd panicking. Then Batman shows up in the Batwing, grabs the balloon, sets them free. Everything seems to be going good again. He breaks out the guns and the missiles, 
starts to go in on Joker. Then Joker pulls up his big ass gun, shoots him down, and you're back to uh, being like a down moment again. So it's just a great scene, great setup to the climax of the film. So that's why it gets my best scene. Bob Gunn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How does he get these wonderful toys? Well, go ask him. <laughs> I'm going to wait a minute. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, there's so many great yeah. scenes in both these movies. Um, if I had to pick one, I'm going with the Party Man Museum scene uh, from Batman 89. That was, close that was fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. <laughs> but it has all the ingredients that make, I think, Batman 80, 89 so much fun. You get unpredictable joker you get anarchy you get the prince music mm-hmm. i mean it's so much fun and jack plays this scene like he's having the fucking time of his life man it's uh-huh. it's, an, it's a defining joker moment it's my favorite scene um yeah i just i think i think it's awesome not I, my favorite but it's a damn good one yeah it, it's 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 awesome so many great scenes though it was hard to pick one i'm gonna go with that one but i do have some runner-ups and it's our introduction to batman where he's on the rooftop he grabs a goon by the collar and says tell your friends about me Oh, Batman. You know, that's that's awesome. The original line was supposed to be, I am the knight. Yeah, and he changed it, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Michael Keaton changed yeah. it. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. And then, um, I, I love all the Joker commercials. You know, Smile X. Love yeah. that Joker. Love that Joker. <laughs> you know, that's great. And then uh, the yeah. moment where Superman makes his first public ap- public appearance, he decides to save Lois, rips open his shirt, you see the, uh, the, the S on his chest, the music starts swelling up. Hope. Yeah, and then it's just a, just a classic scene, goes up there, you know, oh, I got you, if you got me. Who's got you? Just a just a fun scene. So, um, and then I like Clark's history lesson, you know, uh, in the uh, Fortress of Solitude, where it just stops. It's very cosmic. Yeah, I, I, I like that. Cool. It was just after that that I got a problem. Yeah. <laughs> and then like the Phantom Zone Judgment scene. I love that the movie starts off like banishing, yeah. you know, Zod. Well, what, what a great! It's almost like a New Hope. You know what I mean? It, it's a setup for for a good sequel. Yeah, I think Superman one and two were filmed like back to back, weren't they? Oh, I don't know. I, 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 I don't think so. I really I think watch they that, but you would think they would have want to waited for yeah, the success of that first one before they decided to make a second. Yeah, so I'm gonna sure. watch these. I bought the five pack, and I, I'm I'm not gonna watch part four ever again. But I am looking forward to watching. Dude, the part fight three Metropolis again. with Superman and Zod is one of my favorite third act fight scenes in a superhero mm-hmm. movie. Um, that takes us to defining moment. Uh, for me, uh, I, I thought a while about this one, but I went with Batman, and it's at the very end after they've lit the bat signal. And you see Batman standing on top of that structure, looking out over the city, and then seeing the bat signal. I mean, it's just like this. This is gonna be a horrible city, you know. But it has its guardian, and it has this guy that's not afraid to basically get down to their level to to save good people. You know, it's almost like again, it's almost like a setup. You know, there's gonna be more of these. Somebody, you know, when when something evil dies, something evil's born. I mean, something's going to take its place, but he's still going to be there watching over the city. I, I mean, it was just kind of a kind of an emotional moment, I thought, especially for an end of a film. Nice. Uh, for me, the the defining moment is something that kind of just sticks with you. You know, like an an image or something. Uh, I I was really close to that opening scene in Superman. Krypton being destroyed is like really fucking cool. I like that. Um, but it's something so simple that, that sticks with me even to this day. It's just Batman just floating down when we first see Batman. And you just see the moon in the background and he just kind of falls down mm. in front of it and lands behind you. Cool. And you're like, oh, shit's about to start now. I like that. <laughs> Somebody's going to get fucked Yeah, it's, it's, a really, it's really dark and that moon is just so yellow and beautiful. And it gives you that, that Batman symbol when his, his wings mm-hmm. are spread out and he just slowly falls down into the, the walkway behind those guys. Yeah. Good call. 
There is a you just triggered a thought. Um, there was one scene that uh, really bothers me in Batman '89. It's just like I want them to just do a different shot. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys if it affected you the same way, but it was right before the Batman rooftop scene where he says I'm Batman. It shows him overlooking that city, and mm-hmm. it's a bird eyes view. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It almost looks like a car- it almost looks like a car- drawn cartoon the way it's shadowed. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's really it's bad. It's really yeah, bad. It's really I, bad. I did notice yeah, that. It, it, really bad. it didn't take away too much because it was so quick. It was so quick, but it was yeah. noticeable and it was bad. Yeah. So where are you going, Matt? Kind of my defining moment is uh, Superman's rescue of Lois Lane after a hand slips from the helicopter stunt. She's falling possibly to her death. Then Superman suddenly swoops in, and especially the kicker with uh, the exchange, uh, easy miss, I've got you, and uh, Lois's response, you, you've got me, who's got you? It's just so great because it's such a cathartic moment, especially everything that comes before, and now whenever I watch the movie and the helicopter malfunctions, I'm immediately anticipating that. Uh, Superman uh, ripping up his shirt to reveal his suit, swooping up and saving her. It's just, uh, yeah, a great uh, iconic Superman moment. So that gets my golden idol. Yeah, I mentioned that scene earlier, and I do love that scene. What takes me out of it, um, if I remember right, that's where his suit dissolves for the first time, right? Yeah. Like his clothes. And he, yeah. I'm like, God damn it, man. Why'd you do that? Just mm-hmm. you know, go into the phone booth or you do your... That's your... what you want to see. You want yeah, to see yeah, Superman yeah. go into a phone booth. Yeah, yeah. Which he, which he does play it as a joke, though, which yeah. is kind of cool. He looks at the... The, uh, the it wasn't a phone booth, but it was like it was a phone on the side of the road that just had like yeah, a, in, in a box. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was yeah. a payphone, yeah. So that that was kind of uh, cool. But um, man, so my defining moment, I love the Danny Elfman score. I want to give some respect real quick. Mm-hmm. I love the Danny Elfman score and I love the Prince soundtrack combined. Okay, I would give anything to go to the theater in like a year or two, right, and see Michael Keaton and Michael in in, in Batman Beyond. Right, and hear the swelling of the Danny Elfman score play one more time with an old Michael Keaton, right? Fucking great. But the John Williams score is pantheon to me, man. Um, I have to go with the John Williams iconic score for Superman 78, especially the Superman theme. Dun, dun. Dude, I get goosebumps. I will touch on that on my wild card award. I get goosebumps when I hear that. It's so magical. It doesn't matter if if it's playing during a character moment or if the camera's just panning over the Fortress of Solitude or any of the, uh, uh, the models that are in Superman 78. It just makes every scene better. It makes every character better. It just gives me goosebumps. It's magical. It's the gold standard, again, for superhero themes. I don't know too many other themes that are strong as Superman 78. Yeah, that is good. So good. It's damn good. Yeah. That takes me or takes us to best director. Uh, and this is almost a tie for me. But at the end of the day, I went with Tim Burton and Batman. He did just such a great... So he, you know, he redefined Batman as we know it. Mm-hmm. You know, he went with the dark suit, dark image, dark characteristics, and made Gotham a lot darker. You know, so he, he, there were some shit props in that movie. I'm not going to argue there, but he did such a wonderful job shooting this and using the atmosphere. And, and like I said, the shadow, shadows and, and everything. I mean, just, just brilliant. He, he knew what he wanted. You know, you could tell he had it in his head. And he did just, just a great job of... of shooting that out and capturing it on film. I, I, I had to go with Tim Burton. Yeah. And I still have to comment, man. Like, I think that we forget about how Richard Donner redefined Superman from the George Reeves. Yeah, but I couldn't Where really was that? I'm going to look that really shit up. visually. Man. You know, it just mm-hmm. didn't really... Because people are so connected to the Batman 66. I don't think a lot of people remember the 
the Superman with George Reeves. Well, it was yeah, and, and, and it is different, but there's there's a stark difference between George Reeves, Christopher Reeves, Superman, and you George, know Adam West know. And, and Michael. Yeah, there's Keaton. a. I well, see a much yeah. bigger. Well, go watch there. some of those George Reeves. I grew up with those with will, my dad. They were so shitty. Those are fucking yeah. so shitty. God, I think I've got like four or five episodes. Literally. And, and I found them on Goodwill. Yeah, and, and to give it grounded, you know, like. You know, there is some camp again for 78, right? But to give it a grounded feel before Nolan versus Martin, like fucking 40 years, 30 years later, I think I think there's some respect there that we're, we're missing a little bit. But so, Yeah, Richard Donner did do a good job directing it. But I, I just think Tim Burton Tim just Burton. did a better job of, of getting that reimagining out. I mean, yeah. like I said, there, And he there did reimagine. You brought it up earlier. I mean, he changed. Joker killed his parents. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the, it, Batman kills. There's no code, you know? Yeah. Um, they even gave uh, Billy D. Williams the the role of Harvey Dent, yeah. which was you know um, very controversial. Yeah, very time. controversial at the time, which man that pisses me off when we get to was it was it Batman Returns? They changed that. Uh, no, it was uh, Batman Forever and Tommy Lee Jones becomes. No, no, but who's? Uh, yeah, you're right. Because yeah, I know. Yeah, Billy D. Williams is Harvey Dent still in Batman Returns, and he mm-hmm. yeah, it's fucking horseshit. Yeah, dude, I would love to see. We Billy... got him in Batman Lego. We got to... yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, he's in Lego Batman. Yeah, so that's, would... that's, that's one of the characters that pissed me off. I'm like. Where's Billy D. Williams? God damn it! Yeah, and I just I, I didn't yeah I didn't like that change at all. I hope to do a versus one day, maybe a drunk cast where we do um, Superman three versus like is it Batman Forever? <laughs> I liked oh. Superman three. I had a fun time. I like Batman Forever. <laughs> it's weird, shitty campiness. It's so fucking weird, dude. Oh my it god! <laughs> Talk about reimagining. <laughs> it's a complete opposite direction you want to go. Yeah. Um, for me, man, I this one was a hard one, so I had to tie it. I had to tie oh. left, so I fucking went with it. Um, what was your first tie? Uh, first one was characters. Yeah. Um, so director, you know, I you got to give props to Richard Donner for you know setting a precedent for what comic book movies you know were supposed to be. And even though some of the effects in it look kind of shitty, some of them still hold up pretty well. The flying yeah. looks really fucking good for the most part. Uh, there's there's a lot that that goes you know right with the movie where he wants to keep it as classic as possible. You know, give give Superman that classic look and that that story and whatnot. Um, and you've got to give props to Tim Burton taking that character and flipping it on its head and creating a Tim Burton world, you know, but, you know, it, it works in this case. Sometimes it doesn't really work with Tim Burton, but it works here where yeah. you're creating this darkness and, and reinventing the character. And I think Tim Burton, you know, had a vision and set out to, to get what he wanted and, and got exactly what he wanted. With He's really Burton. lost his way, hasn't he? Sure, yeah. fuck <laughs> has. Well, I mean, we have Batman 89, Beetlejuice, well, and Edward Scissorhands. I even kind of yeah. like when, that. When yeah, you nominated favorite, Ed Wood but... in my review, I was like, I just want to take old man Tim Burton. Mm-hmm. I want to sit him down right in fucking front of his TV and be like, do this shit. Do yeah. Batman 89. Do do Ed Wood. What the fuck are you He's doing? Like, with however Johnny? it is do, you used to do, do your version of Superman with Nicolas Cage. <laughs> <Yeah>. No. <laughs> but, he I almost did. It. it was so close. Oh, I know. God. <laughs> nope. Oh. Brainiac. Christopher Walken. What about you, Matt? For Best Director, I am going with Tim Burton for Batman. He just has a clear vision for the movie, for Gotham City, for the Batcave. <laughs> he gets great performances out of everyone and a pantheon performance from Jack Nicholson. Everything works great, so he has a tight control over Ellie Mariana in the film. All those elements deliver, so he gets my Best Director. Right on. Um, I'm going with Richard Donner, Superman 78. I think he gets a great right. performance out of Christopher Reeves. And, I definitely uh, disagree. Yeah, and for the most part, I think it's a 
a perfect Superman movie with a few exceptions, like, you know, the, the fucking rewind time horse shit. I agree with you guys on that 100%. It does have a record of what the fucks, an all-time high record, I think, of what the fucks. Um, but Richard Donner, I think he took the the material seriously. Uh, this yeah. could have been modeled after like a Batman '66. I mean, this is you know ten years at twelve years after that. It could he could have went straight camp, straight just Hollywood. Hey, you guys like Superman? Here's here's a here's a very campy version of this. But he grounded it. He went epic with it. It's the blueprint for how a Superman movie should be, in my opinion. I think the current DCEU is so dark and gritty, and this is fun and optimistic and. I think we've lost that 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 optimism and that yeah. hope in, in some of our superhero movies. Marvel does it pretty well, but I think that the current DCEU could learn a lot from Superman seventy eight. Man, it, he I think he nailed the tone of Superman. So I think Batman should be the only you know dark hero in the DC universe. All the other ones were always so uplifting and moralistic, mm-hmm. and they've just like I said, I, I want to like the DC movies, but they've just lost their yeah, way. I think he cool. directed with respect to the source material, mm-hmm. and I think it holds up well, and as I said earlier, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Superman 78 and Batman 89. It's it's really split down the middle, I think. Um, I'll, I'll tell you my score later. Kyle's been probably keeping track of it, but you know, for a movie that is 40 years old, I think overall, and I'm talking about uh, some of the shots and the score and the classic feel of Superman, which you even said, I'm going to pull a word out of your mouth, Kyle, classic feel mm-hmm. of Superman is there 40 years later, and I think it holds up, uh, you didn't say this, but I think it holds up better than than Batman 89 on a uh, from a filmmaking standpoint, okay? Um, the classic... Um, Filmmaking over here, Batman 89, I have a lot of nostalgia and love for, but for directing, I have to give Richard Donner some love. That's where I'm going. That takes us to Wild, Cor- Wild Card, <laughs> which is create your own category. Uh, I, you know, I hadn't seen Superman, <clears throat> like I said, probably since, you know, well, I, I think I've watched it twice throughout the years. Been forever since I've seen it, and I, I was not psyched to see it. You know, I remember not liking it and stuff. I popped it in the Blu-ray player. The credits started coming. And the music started playing. <sighs> I was fucking psyched for dun, Superman. Dun, and oh, and, well, and, and I, so I give my wild card the best intro credits award to Superman. You know, I still, you know, obviously ended up liking Batman much better. Mm-hmm. But for a little bit there, I was like, oh, what, 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 why haven't I watched this more times? You know, that just like it did it really. The uh-huh. music and and the vi- the visuals of those credits, you know, the rainbow and almost yeah, the psychedelic yeah. look to it, it had me fucking psyched yeah, hardcore. Sure, I was sure. like, yeah, let's do some fucking Superman. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, for me, I went best costumes, and it's not just our heroes. Uh, no, I, I went, went best I, costume. I wanted to put our heroes and Ooh, our let's do this. So that's that's because. If we if I just wait heroes, I'm probably going Superman. Okay. That's that classic look. Uh-huh. It's it's whatever. And Batman's got the no neck thing, which always bothers me. He's got to turn his whole fucking body. <laughs> That's yeah, really that ineffective. But it's cool that they, he changed it to black and and let him like feed into the night and become yeah. that or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then you break it down to Joker and Lex Luthor, and Lex Luthor's pretty plain, just yeah. looking like a guy from Where's the seventies. Looks like fucking Andre three thousand. He's fucking straight pimping it. But with Joker, you get a lot of the combinations of the the iconic purples and greens, oh, and, he and knows a lot of dress, different, in a lot of different types of suits, and a, do- a lot of different looks. The weird fucking like little beret that he wears in the one scene mm-hmm. is fucking great. That's like, cool. so if you're going overall between both of them, it's you got to go Batman because because Agreed. Joker just kicks Luther's ass in that category, and Batman, Superman. I think Superman's a little bit better, but you know they're close enough. So your costume's going to Batman. Batman. Okay. Okay. Where are you going, Matt? 
What's your wild card? I had my wild card. I decided to have a little fun with it. I decided to create the category most perverted moment. It goes to Batman. <laughs> when Vicki Vale finds out that Batman has taken the film out of her bra, not only is, a bat, is he a Batman, but he's a boob man. Obviously, <laughs> so this is my wild card. So what are you calling it? Boob man? Uh, most perverted moment. Most okay. You, are you sure you don't want to give that to Superman with the colonel's like fucking raping? <laughs> <laughs> Pink underwear? Uh, no. <laughs> He's cool with rape. <laughs> like, it's like, are you yeah, big? Do you have a big cool dick, rape, Superman? But, uh... <laughs> Do you remember that scene? <laughs> so, so, feels no yeah, good uh... that you can go yeah. balls deep. Did you... oh, there's a naked toddler? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, most, most perverted moment, man. It's like, are, is your dick big, Superman? Does it work? <laughs> this will appeal to the rapist and the pedophile. <laughs> Do you need a couple minutes to think this one through? <laughs> this is one time I think Superman uh, deserves a point. <laughs> With uh, the, the with the panties thing, I mean, both Superman, Lois Lane are into it, so they're kind of like jiving off each other. So that's not really perverted with the toddler thing. I mean, that's kind of only perverted if you think it is, really. So I'm sticking with Batman. Well, aren't I the sick fuck? <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Yes, you are. Probably the only time Kyle and I are green and I, except for maybe the Jack Nicholson Joker shit. Um, I'm calling this category best costume award and. Uh, Dude, I think Batman's all-black rubber bat suit with the yellow chest emblem still looks fucking cool. It, it, I, it does. I will go with the look, but he yeah. brought up a good point. No, no, the practicality I, I, of it is bullshit. The, the next shit really yeah, bothers he, me. He has to turn his whole yeah, body no, no, but he looks fucking I'll, I'll do one better. I'll do one better. So he has no range of motion right. while wearing that. And he probably can't hear shit. <laughs> oh, no, he no, couldn't. There's he no can't. ear holes either. It even <laughs> says in the, uh, one of the things he... He couldn't hear at all. Can you imagine? Like, I'm, I have my hands over my ears right now. I, mm -hmm. It's just a loud echo. You know? Can you imagine being Batman trying to mm -hmm. kick people's ass? But it's cool. Maybe it's nostalgia, <laughs> but it's de it definitely, guys. I think it looks better than Superman wearing his underwear over his pants. Yeah. You know, there's just something about the design of that. I I think looks cool still today. So I'm going Batman '89. That takes us to the big motherload, guys. The world's <laughs> finest, best picture. Batman. <laughs> no hesitation. Yeah. Uh, Superman, it had great moments. It really did. But it also had... And don't tell me about Superman. Tell me about Batman. Right, why Batman, is Batman why the best? Are you kidding me? This is where we have the Batman today. And it's still... And DC, they've kept... They've gotten some shitty actors. Mm -hmm. But they've kept that image. And for good reasons. Like I said, I, it bothered me for so fucking long. This goody two-shoes Batman. That's bullshit. You know, it... it I, I finally got to see this. I, I got to see the dark Batman. You had a great villain. Uh, you, you had uh, some a little bit of origin story with Batman. Uh, you got your, you know, it's not canon by any means, but you got your Joker origin story. Uh, you had a little bit of a love interest there. You had just some great battle scenes in, in the, uh, the chemical plant and, and the, uh, the, the cathedral. Uh, you had the great death of Joker. I mean, what a wonderful death. I mean, just falling all the way, then hearing the evil. I mean, there's a, there, there were some bullshit moments in this mm -hmm. movie. But all the way through, I felt like it was at least very solid, where I, I didn't get that solid feeling from Superman. No, that's cool. Dude, I love Batman 89. I just wanted to hear why you thought it was Best Picture. Mm. Uh, I'm in the same boat. Uh, I, I think Batman's just overall more fun to watch. I... I there are parts of Superman that are just really slow and kind of kind of a slog to me. Mm -hmm. But with Batman, I you know I'm I'm pretty much engaged through most of it, especially anytime Joker's on the screen. Even oh, though yeah. even though Gene Hackman's amazing, like even some of his scenes are like a little longer than I than I would mm -hmm. appreciate them being. But like 
Fucking give me more Jack Nicholson. I'll keep. I'll eat that shit up all fucking day. Oh, I could have watched a spinoff of just Jack yeah. Nicholson yeah, as the Joker. With, with Gene Hackman, I think he got cheated a little bit. Uh, this movie showed some potential, and then I, I mm-hmm. like. I love Superman too. I really do. I, 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 I like I, Superman too more than I like I, Superman. I think I, I do too. I think I do too. I need to watch. Uh, but that. I think Gene Hackman gets the short end in mm-hmm. in Superman too, sure. and then throughout the the rest of the series. Right. You know, I, so I thought Gene Hackman did a wonderful acting job. I just the character just yeah. doing. Like, I, so I love Gene Hackman as Lex Luthor, but he's. As of right now, he's he's my Lex Luthor, mm-hmm. but I could see someone taking that easily. Like if DCEU decided to cast mm-hmm. Brian Cranston <laughs> or um, Cranston, um, yeah, Brian Cranston or uh, fuck, what's his name, uh, Billy Zane. I bet <laughs> okay. they would be either one of them. Oh, I never I think, thought of him. That'd be good. I think I'd Billy like Zane or Brian Cranston would kill it, and they would become my Lex Luthor. But I do enjoy um, Gene Hackman's performance. Yeah, and, and even more still, uh, going back to just the world building, I, I love Gotham more than I like Metropolis. It's just kind of mm. generic New York, and, and Gotham has this feel, and it helps the characters, you know, expand and breathe, and it gives a, it gives a world to it that, that I enjoy That more. dating, though, man. Like, so you're going to be in our Dick Tracy versus. Sure. So I hope you give some love, and I haven't watched Dick Tracy or Rocketeer. I have no idea where I'm mm-hmm. going with that yeah. one, but Dick Tracy does a lot of the, the same stuff that Batman 89 does with, with their environment there, mm-hmm. so... I think I think a lot of Batman '89. Um, unfortunately, this this time around, after after watching it, I, I thought, man, Gotham looked a little dated for me. It really did. I, and I still love Batman '89, but how much is that nostalgia playing with you? You think where you're like, I like the look of Gotham. You think I, any at all? Yeah, no, I, I do like the look. Of, I, I mean, I don't I don't love it, but I like it a lot more than than just playing yeah. New York. Mm-hmm. Like it. That's it, it boils down to that. And I uh, again, even in some of the things like look kind of weird. Just just like. That structurally doesn't make any fucking sense, but it at least gives it some sort of pastiche, some sort of look yeah. that I enjoy. Matt, where are you going, bro? For Best Picture, I am also going with Batman. I just think it's a more tightly plotted film, tightly focused, great performances, great music, great writing, just great all around, great real world building. And, yeah, it is a more fun, fun movie. I think it's a lot more tonally focused as well. I mean, Superman, you have the balance between humor and drama. I don't quite think that worked as well as the balance as it did in Batman. It just, I think it just hit all the right notes for me. Um, the only knock against it would maybe be, like, some of the minor supporting performances aren't great, like Robert Wall or something like that. But uh, mm. overall, yeah, just uh, I think it's a more focused film and, Therefore, I think the better film, so it gets my best picture. All right, I have one tie left, guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's let's break. Surprise! 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 Yeah. surprise. Yeah. surprise. I, have, I haven't tied <laughs> best picture that often. I think I've, I've done, never it done it. Out of we have man, yeah, 30, 30 plus episodes, I've maybe done it, maybe three, maybe three times. And uh, you know, let, let's break this down. I mean, I gave best villain to Joker. I gave best hero to Superman. Best character, Joker. Best score, Superman. Best scene, Batman. <laughs> Defining moment, Superman. All right. Best costume, Batman. I mean, tonight for me has been back and forth. Yeah. Superman, Batman. Superman, Batman. I think Superman seventy eight is a is a beautiful translation of the character. I think Batman eighty nine is just a total fucking blast. It holds a special place in my Christian little heart. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, I have a lot of nostalgia for Batman eighty nine, guys. I really, really dig it. Um, but both these movies laid the foundation for comic book movies. Superman, you know, we've mentioned it before tonight, defined the genre. Batman redefined the genre, you know. You can't really lose here, in my opinion. I think for most people, it comes down to tone. 
You know, uh, before we did this podcast, cousin Wayne, you're a you're a man of the night. <laughs> <laughs> I live in the night, according you to live, Seth. <laughs> according to Seth, you live in the night. I knew you were going Batman just because of tone. You know, um, I think there's a time and place for both of these movies. I'm going with my second and last tie of the night. Batman 89 and Superman 78. I think that's fair, guys. And I honestly don't care who wins tonight. So, you guys have any comments before we take a break? I'm, goddamn, I'm glad this is over. <laughs> I lost so much one? sleep on this one, yeah. Yeah, because it was back and forth, back and forth. I did have some trouble on some of them, but. Any comments before we take a break, Cousin Wayne? That's a fun fucking episode. Yeah. I mean, I mean, really. I mean, like, I was pretty sure I knew, although I, for a little bit there, I was pretty sure I knew who the winner was going to be. I've always been more of a Batman fan, no matter which way you go. But when I had popped in Superman after all these years and that started rolling, I really thought it was going to be different. You know what I mean? If if the rest of Superman had been as good as the beginning of it, it would have taken a lot more fucking awards. Maybe not best movie, but it would have taken a lot more. Been a lot well, most more of the parts that you me. guys you know um, had problems with, I had problems with as well. I just have a respect for the overall vision of superman i do but, I, but, but I my just... problems are there right there with you for sure so i think for me like sure. you know when i before we started doing this i thought man this one's gonna be pretty close to me uh and then when i watched batman i came away appreciating it more than i thought i was going to mm-hmm. and then when i watched superman i came away liking it a lot less than i expected to and that kind of swayed a lot of these uh you know maybe it was just the mood i was in but I, and again i like i said i've never been a big superman fan i, yeah. I don't like him in Dude, the comics very yeah. very much like he's just a boring like all all powerful yeah. character and this me. is what's going to be interesting this year because um batman's one of my favorite characters actually if you break it down everyone you know says we're on a dc hate train right we hear that all the time with within the facebook group and it's it's not the case if you break down some of my favorite heroes of all time they're all dc batman you know, I hate to, I hate to play that card, but who doesn't like fucking Batman? Oh, He's got the best villains, the best gadgets. Batman's badass. He dresses as a goddamn even. bat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, he looks cool. He goes out in the night, man. And I, I'm more darker than I am, more uh, of a, of the lighter side, like Superman. Right? Superman's at like the end of my character set. If I'm reading comics, if I'm just reading comics. Superman's one of the last characters I'm going to. Yeah. I'm a Green Lantern fan. Yes. All right, I'm a fucking Batman fan, dude. If I would, you don't like Green Lantern, bro? No, dude, I've never read the comics. Though, dude, so if I, I was a Green, if I was a Lantern, dude, I've said this a couple times on the podcast. I'd have that ring, you know. You probably have it in the form of a giant penis. Fucking dildo saving, <laughs> saving people, killing guys. The with comics dildos? I mainly read, other than Batman, I wasn't a superhero. For, I, I read Conan comics. Mm-hmm. Uh, Swamp Thing, uh, House of Secrets, Tales of Mystery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I read the horror anthologies. Uh, I had a lot of old creep show comics that were reprinted in the 80s. Uh, my mom used to bring those home to me. She yeah, went yeah. third shift, and I would find those waiting for me in the morning. But as far as superheroes go, like I said, Batman was pretty... Swamp Thing counts as a hero. Yeah. Sure. But that was those two were, were pretty much it. Everything else yeah, was yeah. kind of the weirder or maybe more science fiction or horror related. And, and not speaking completely to the movie, you know, but Aquaman, I love the idea of Atlantis. This fucking you know hidden place I'm under the, about that. the ocean. To be honest with you, when I watched uh, uh, the new Justice League, uh-huh. that movie was a pile of steaming yeah. dog shit, except for one. I thing. don't think I liked Aquaman in that. I don't think you will like Aquaman. I liked I liked it. I liked it. That's it. The trailer, it. But, but I was like, oh my god, that looks horrible. But, but comics, right? Atlantis, Aquaman, Green Lantern, Batman, right? That's I love that shit, right? But Superman for these two movies, comparing them and not the comics, mm-hmm. right? I walked away. With a tie, obviously, here. But I thought Superman, the character here, 
I thought they really nailed the character here. I have a lot of appreciation for just the vision of. Oh, I, th I think they did the character justice for what's on the page. I just don't like what's on the page, so it doesn't it doesn't work for me on screen either. Matt, do you have any uh, final comments? I had a great time talking about these movies, listening to everything you had to say. A lot of which surprised me because I didn't know where you were going to go, how everything was going to play out. Um, yeah, Superman. I unfortunately it didn't quite live up to my memory of what it was. I didn't like it quite as much as uh, I did Batman this time around. But yeah, I had a great time with both of these movies, and it's just a fun uh, podcast to work on, and also just a fun set of golden idols just to go through decide what i'm gonna set up so yeah i just had a great time awesome let's take a break we will count the golden idols and we will be right back with the results we are back before we give the golden idol results what movie won the poll on facebook kyle it started out pretty heavy with superman and then it kind of evened out, and then Batman kind of took off with it. Uh, ended up with 101 votes to Superman. <laughs> was it? Was that the ending? 101 to 72. Oh wow! Last time nice. I checked, it was like 90. Wow. So yeah, yeah. So damn. We've added a lot. Um, some comments in here. A lot of these comments are like pro Superman. Like people who are pro Batman didn't really say much well, about it in the comments. The pro Superman have to fight a little harder. I yeah, guess. <laughs> uh, so Todd, Todd Polt said, uh, "I like both, but Donner's is a much better film." Uh, Tristan Baldoni said. Like Todd said, I like both of them a lot, but Superman is a way better film, and it is basically tied as my personal favorite film. Uh, Tristan Mayer said, there isn't even a debate here. Superman is miles above Batman. Batman is a good movie, but Superman is substantially better. See, real, real quick, I agree with all that so far. And I'm yeah. a big Batman 89 fan, but I think yeah, I think it's a better movie. Uh, we've got... Um, Tori Bazold said, I'd probably compare Superman 78 to Dark Knight. Which I don't quite get I don't that know one, but uh, yeah, <laughs> got kind of crazy out there. Uh, and Jeremy Clifford, who's a Superman uh, super fan, even put Superman up in our end of the year yeah. poll last year. Said, Jesus. Uh, "I'm not surprised by the poll, but <laughs> it's wrong. Uh, the writing, direction, and acting are all better in Superman. Batman '89 is a really fun movie, but Superman has much smoother edges." The fuck does that mean? I don't know. What, what it, you asked Jeremy. <laughs> Jeremy, what the fuck does that mean? He's not here. <laughs> you're, 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 you better be listening, Jeremy, your dear Zachary ass. <laughs> All right, so after counting the Golden Idols, Kyle, who is the world's finest? Well, we agreed with the Facebook poll for once. Uh, yeah. Batman 89 had 47 to Superman 78's 29. Boom! Uh, guys... They were pretty close all the way through, to be yeah, fair. And then yeah. those last like eight categories, uh, Batman really took over. Yeah, I went 11-8. Superman eleven, Batman eight, but yeah, it was it was close for me. Yeah, I so. was I was fourteen mine, to five. Fourteen. Mine five. was thirteen six. Damn. What about you, Matt? Uh, yeah, I think I, mine was uh seven for Superman, and then well ten idols to uh, Batman because they didn't have any ties. It ended up being twelve. So yeah, pretty close. Yeah. Batman eighty nine is the Golden Idol winner. So for any loot. Any nude listeners? <laughs> <laughs> Any naked toddler Superman out there? <laughs> the Pantheon is where we put the best movies ever made. The House of the Gods. So, is Batman 89 Pantheon? I say yes, it is Pantheon. It's really the end of the movie that kind of kicks it up for me. But really, overall, I mean, you have a Pantheon performance from Jack Nicholson as the Joker. You have a film that really, as we mentioned before, it defines comic book movies from then on out, influenced so many other comic book movies, redefines Batman, great from top to bottom, and there's certain elements that put it in the Pantheon, so it is Pantheon for me. Okay. Either one of you guys? 
Uh, I'm going to say no. For Batman 89? Yes. Okay, why do you think that is? Uh, you, you've got a Pantheon performance out of Jack Nicholson, like Matt said. I'm not going to argue with that at all. But again, it just, it, it had its issues. You know, you didn't have that great of a, I didn't think you had that great of a performance from Michael Keaton at all. Uh, the whole love interest went absolutely fucking nowhere. Mm, yeah. You know, Vicky Vale. Vicky Vale kind of sucks. It, it did. They, it was almost like they threw that in there as an obligation, in a way. You know, and it, you didn't really touch. Like Superman had the better origin story. You know, you kind of got the gist of Bruce Wayne, of course. Didn't really touch on that very much. Uh, Batman and Joker together didn't have a lot of screen time. That could have been better. It's a great movie. I had a blast watching it. it it's just not Pantheon material to me. Kyle. Yeah, I'm right there with you, Wayne. It's right. it's a really, really good movie. I have a lot of fun with it. It's it's one of my favorite comic book movies of all time, but there are some problems. Vicky Vale and, you know, Robert Wool, their weird mm-hmm. like side stuff is just kind of boring. Um but yeah, Jack Nicholson is a Pantheon performance. Oh, yeah. I think we can all fucking agree right there. Undoubtedly. Um, Michael Keaton, you know, is is my Batman. I think out of all the Batman that they, they've put up, to to me, he is uh, Christian Bale. You know, as Batman himself is probably a little bit better, but combination of Bruce Wayne and Batman, Michael Keaton takes it for me. Um, and and I appreciate that it, this is a comic book movie that doesn't give you the origin, you know, right out of the front, which is is pretty unique. Even even today, we still get a lot of that that origin story stuff that can. Just kind of like okay. See, I like the origin because it kind of helps me understand the character a little more. Why they're doing the things. Sure, they're doing and, and you do you do get it in Batman. It's yeah. not completely like absent, oh, yeah. but you just get little glimpses of it in the middle of the movie, yeah. not right at the the beginning. Which they do that great fake at the beginning, making you think like, oh, this is going to be Batman. Yeah. and it ends up being a completely. I almost family. fell for that again after I had not watched it for so long. <laughs> right. I, really I did, did too. I fucking did too. Um, but yeah, it's there's there's still some some issues with it. It's a great movie, but it's not quite Pantheon. Yeah, um, all we needed was one of you guys to say no, and that kind of blocks Pantheon. Mm-hmm. You know, so at this time, no matter what I say, you know, it's already blocked, so it won't. Doesn't mean it's not Pantheon. It could right. it could get kicked up some other time to the council. It could get voted in. So you know, just tonight, it's not going to get kicked up to the council. But uh, my opinion, for what it's worth, um, I think both of these movies are just shy, yeah. just shy of Pantheon. Superman seventy eight, Batman eighty nine. Um, I think they're both great films. I think they're both fun films. Both are pioneers, you know, in their own way. But um, I think there's definitely, a, I think there's definitely a pantheon comic book movie. Okay. Yeah. And I think once we get there, once we find that pantheon movie, I haven't seen it in a while, but I love Dark Knight. I think Dark Knight's fucking amazing. Yeah, been, um, I'm gonna God. use that as an example. Okay. I don't know if it still holds up. I haven't seen it for fucking five, six years probably. But if what if we if, if Dark Knight right say it's pantheon, we took that and we put it up against. Superman or Batman eighty nine, I think it slaughters both of those fucking movies. Yeah, with cat even and Joker Jack Nicholson's awesome. I even think Heath Ledger would probably at the table take more than than Jack Nicholson. And that's Jack Nicholson's so amazing. Close. And that, but that's, that's close. There, yeah. There'd be a tie what, there. Depends what I'm feeling. That yeah, day. depends that's, on what you're I'll feeling. I'll be honest with you. The one I'm dreading, like you said, this one kept you awake at night. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the one that's going to keep me up awake at night is going to come later. Is the Logan versus Dark Knight versus? Yeah. I'm going to wow. lose some fucking sleep on that one. Yeah, those, when, those to me are like holy shit. When we find that that pantheon comic book movie, it sorry, but it kicks the shit out of these two. It does. Yeah. I think it takes a lot of categories. I think it's a landslide. So agreed. I can't give a kick up at this time. As much as I love Batman eighty nine, I'll return to that movie so many times. I think Batman eighty nine is a is a blast. It's fun. It's, it's fun. so much fun, and it's always going to be one of my nostalgia movies. You say 
any of you guys say, hey, let's, Brad, we're going to chill out on a Saturday. We're going to watch Batman 89, grab a bowl of cereal. Yeah. Yeah. Any, any weekend, guys, I'm there for Batman 89. I think right it's a blast. On. And I think it's okay. Sometimes in Pantheon, we get to that point where there's a difference between great and Pantheon, right? Great's not mm-hmm. bad. No, great is not bad. It's better than the average. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, I think I think yeah. they're, they're great films, and that's cool. That's that's great, you know. Um, but Pantheon is that next fucking level where it's perfect. Yeah, Pantheon movies. movies don't have a lot of errors, and unfortunately, I think Batman eighty nine and yeah. Superman seventy eight. There's there's a lot of small details that just don't work. Yeah, Doesn't that, click, I just so. yeah, they just fall short of. Yeah, I, I think Superman falls a little more short. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but. Uh-huh. So, any final comments, cousin Wayne? Uh, thanks, thanks for putting this episode together, dude. This was fun. Uh, like I said, I didn't have a whole lot of fun with Superman, but I still enjoyed the experience. Uh, you know, of watching it, coming here, having a good argument, a good discussion. A we fun... had some tiny arguments too. I liked them. We did, yeah, we did. Yeah. It was it was fun. Neither one of us killed each other. Uh, <laughs> this is the way it should be done, and I had a great yes. time doing it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. waiting for that shit. How <laughs> many how many uh, Pantheon movies do you think we? could run into this year you've seen the lineup yeah for you for yourself just, just for the versus Batman I'm gonna, 89 I'll go, Superman I, 78 without giving it away I guarantee you there's one okay one. at least at least one uh, possibly and it wasn't the one I was talking about too that's a possible two but I'm guessing maybe th- just as far as my versus goes uh, maybe three definitely one how about you uh you know if it did we figure out what Nathan's is? Is he doing the Steve Martin one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think there's one in there. I am Bucks you guys I think at there's the same one time. In, I think there's one in mine. <laughs> so I'm talking about comic book movies. Oh, the, just the, the, the comic whole book year movies? of comic book movies. Just comic book movies. Maybe you two. Think, do you think we'll get one? Maybe two. Maybe I'm two. I'm thinking, yeah, what you said, Dark Dark Knight uh, versus Logan. Logan. I, yeah. I, I could, yeah, there's got to be one. I, I haven't there, rewatched I them for this yet. And I, uh, my opinion might change, but if you were to say, like, hey, Logan won or Dark Knight won, either one, I'd be like, yeah, kick it up. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, Road to Perdition and uh, really History of Violence are both fucking phenomenal movies. Too. Never I'm excited, to, I'm excited to watch, to watch revisit them. both those. Yeah. I really am. Um, I'm really excited. Maybe even for, Old Boy. Yeah, we talk about. That. I doubt we'll run into a Dick Tracy Rocketeer, but I tell Probably. you what, I'm really excited. It'll be fun to watch. I, I'm excited to watch both those. I, I haven't I, seen Dick Tracy since it came out in theaters. Uh, Grandma and Grandpa took yeah. me to that, that 99 cent theater in Monticello way back in the day, and I remember watching the trailer for the Rocketeer when it came out and thinking, "Oh, I'd like to see that." It, it just got lost in time for me. I never got around to it. <laughs> you still never seen it. You're still still, still uh, waiting to watch Rocketeer. You, you would not believe the backup <laughs> that I yeah. have. It's unbelievable. It's funny because some of the movies that I just uh, forgotten about it over the years. And there's some verses that I don't think you know, more than likely won't be Pantheon, but I'm just looking yeah. forward to seeing them just because it's going to be something fresh and different. Like, and it's going to be fun. to I'm talk looking about forward it. to Swamp Thing like Dark Man because I've, I haven't watched those movies for mm. fucking. I, I might as well say I've never seen them. You know, so it's like little movies like that. Road to Perdition, History of Violence. You know, uh, the crow old boy. Those are, those are going to be a lot of fun. So I, I still can't... have to upgrade some stuff. Like what, what you just said there, Swamp Thing versus Dark Man. I, I like what I did here. Did was... I say Dark Man? I did say Dark Man, right? I had yeah, Dark yeah, Man yeah. in my head. Okay. Like, I, I've got Dark Man on VHS and I've got Swamp Thing on fucking Blu-ray. <laughs> so I'm going to have to switch up a little. Yeah. Like, uh, well, like I had Batman 89 on VHS and didn't have Superman at all. Uh-huh. And then after I watched Superman, I'm like... I gotta give Batman a fan, so I had to run out to Walmart and grab yeah. Batman on Blu-ray. I'm gonna have to do that a few times. Kyle, who's got too. the Superman or uh, Spider-Man one and two? Is that you or Nathan? 
I'm uh, not positive. It might be one of the ones that's got both. That's it. gonna I'm be. A, I think that's gonna be a fun one. That's gonna mm, be. That fun. should be a good one. That's, 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 gonna, that's one of the least ones I'm looking forward to. I'm a big Spider-Man fan. I'm a big Spider-Man two fan. Ooh, I love me some Spider-Man. Dude, I, dude, Spider-Man, dude, Spider-Man one and two. I think mm-hmm. it's gonna be like Batman eighty nine, Superman seventy eight. Probably. Which I'll is the one? Which, middle, is the, which is the one with Venom? In it. That's three. Yes. Okay. Thank God. That's dog shit. Okay. Thank God. All right. Could be either one of those. I think for drunk cast, we should do Spider Verse versus Spider-Man three. Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Matt. Let's get your thoughts, man. You have you seen the lineup for this year? Yeah, I'm looking forward most to the Spider-Man, Spider-Man Two versus definitely Logan versus the Dark Knight. Uh, Dick Tracy, Rocketeer should be at least fun to listen to. Uh, Road to Perdition, History of Violence. I'm glad it's in there because it's you know it's a non-superhero versus along with you know the uh, the old boy versus as well. Well, Crow is kind of um, kind of an anti-hero, but. Yeah, you have some. You have a very interesting, diverse lineup, and uh, I'm looking forward to listening to a lot of these. Who do you think? Uh, call it right now. We're gonna write it down. Blade versus Hellboy. Who's gonna win that episode? Um, if I had to choose, maybe Hellboy just by a little bit. I mean, I'm not sure who's you know who's on the panel, so I don't know who's a fan of what movie. So I'd go Hellboy just by a smidge. Right on. Any final comments, Matt? Uh, well, I'm glad that you were able to agree to do this because I know I had to convince you to do this. You were going to do the uh, Batman versus Beetlejuice, which I think would have been a fun versus, but I just figured, you know, if you're putting Batman 89 against anyone, it ought to be Superman 78, Clash of the Titans. I had a very good time with this, and I'm glad you invited me to uh, chime in on the podcast. And I think this is important, Matt. It shows that my opinion can be swayed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> you I, had I, your own inner reasons, you egotistical maniac. No, no, I, I do think um, I, I'm always looking for the best verses. Um, and uh, when when Matt said Batman versus Superman, uh, we didn't have the whole year of comic books lined out ah, yet. I got gotcha. you. And I, I do think Batman '89 and, and and Beetlejuice, Tim Burton movies, you know, sure. you know, versus. I think that's fun, but the better, I think, the better versus this is, was, is yeah. this. So yeah, thank you for that recommendation, Matt. I think that's uh, definitely welcome. definitely the better. Yep. Better episode. So, y'all, y'all, as always, America, as always, I hope you guys enjoyed tonight's conversation. Um, Cousin Wayne, where can Videoland find you? You can find me on Adventures in Videoland group or Facebook or Instagram. Too bad Nathan's not here to make fun of you. I I haven't even, I've had like two beers and I'm saying y'all. Y'all. Why did I even say y'all? We're in Indiana. It's like, yeah, it's your roots coming through. Y'all. We yeah, all going. Because you're out here rubbing another men's rhubarb. You can find me, Kyle Brown, in the group Movie Script Life on all your other fancy little social media places. Matt, where can they find you? Metropolis. You can find me on Twitter at TravelingMatt77. You can find me on Goodreads. You can find me on WordPress. And you can find me in the Facebook group on Adventures of Video Land. All right on. Where can we get your book, Matt? You can get it on Amazon iTunes, Barnes and Noble, and Google Play. And what's it called? Uh, the Burgeoning Heart of Bambi Bazooms. Sounds sexy. Mm. Yes. Uh, you can find me on Facebook. You can find me pretty much all over the place. Kyle, where can they find us in general? You can find us on Facebook. That's where the conversation starts and it ends. That's where we do our polls. That's where we get people excited for these episodes. Yes. Uh, you can find us on Instagram. We got a, a dwindling thing on Twitter. I don't know if we're going to have all do we, are, we on, are we on fucking Twitter? <laughs> I don't fucking, yeah. not, a lot of people, not a lot of people follow it. Um, and just... 
pretty much type in Video Landers or Adventures in Video Land. You'll find us in lots of different places. People repost our podcasts on Spanish websites. Oh, man. And my fan base in Venezuela, (laughs) Cousin Wayne loves you. (laughs) We're we're already going long, so I won't keep this too much. We are on YouTube. Yes, I'm on YouTube. It's been a while. It was so funny. I watched episode number 35 Mm. a couple days ago. You talk about dog shit. It was was our first um, marathon, well, second marathon ever. It was the MCU. Which we're going to be tackling, mm-hmm. retackling, doing it in a proper way, and doing it in a proper way, having a healthy. Then we need discussion. to do the Mad Max thing the same yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. But uh, check out episode thirty-five. Just don't uh, don't stop listening to us after you've watched yes. episode thirty-five. <laughs> Better things are coming yeah. after that episode. That's what she said. <laughs> but uh, it just shows you, man. Like you know, you have to start somewhere, right? Yeah, yeah. You and do. Uh, yeah, we we definitely have. That's our fun. origin story. That's our origin story, dude. We we evolved, you know, and it's oh, it's fun. It's fun to look back. We were talking to people like they're in the goddamn mm-hmm. audience it was so so bad. that was bad but yeah so maybe maybe you shouldn't check out our yeah. youtube you Just know what on second thought fuck you yeah. <laughs> 100's our first episode yes. <laughs> <laughs> you've been listening to criticism in its finest hour until next time my good people stay geeky uh, want to get nuts let's get nuts <laughs> stay nutty uh stay naked <laughs> stay, stay naked toddler superman let's go let's go stay nutty stay, stay nutty. nutty peace out